Welcome everyone to the official, official, like the double official. It's really official now. Week one. I, I think we're up to triple official. Triple official yeah. of the Freedman podcast. It's Monday, October 19th. This is exciting. We're actually doing it, fellas. I'm Finally. doing it. Um, I'm joined by the fat team. Phil, Hadzo. Yes, mate. Good evening, boys. Good evening. Another week, another bunch of stuff. Uh, Gladys continues to take shit about her relationship. <laughs> and the poor thing, really. Yeah. I got a lot of time for her. I, we she's all looking do. after all of us like a mother hen. <laughs> and this rooster has come into the pen and is trying to fuck it up for her. And I think that's just not on. Poor chick. But I will in say, fairness, in fairness, the rooster's been in the pen for quite some time. <laughs> but many eggs have been laid. <laughs> You know, the thing about Gladys is she always has the same, she seems to take the same photo. She always looks a little bit morbid. Yeah, I thought know. they were using just the same woman same. on Shutterstock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she looks, at, and she's got this look and she's always had that of somebody who is quite stoic, but a little embarrassed that someone's taking a photo of her. Yeah. And I've always, always found that quite endearing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But you got, you look, you can't, you can't feel, but sorry for her. Oh, in a way. Yeah, yeah. She's done a great job. Yeah. We like her. And, um, you know, she just wants to get her. She wants to get her. She wants what we all want, Tristan. A little bit of love. I feel yeah. like I feel like the way in which she handled COVID should be like a get out of jail free card on this. Exactly. One. And it's just play like, it. I'm sorry, I'm I'm playing it. I do realize <laughs> I'm letting it go. Yes. Right. So I don't get to play it later. But right now, can we just make all this go away? Agree. Yeah. Um, and speaking of awesome ladies, Jacinta Ardern, landslide victory. Smash um, it. Labor Smash. Party will have the majority for the first time in the new system. Of course, the New Zealand. They conceded very early the uh, the opposition. I'm presuming it's some kind of tribal system. Uh, you know, I mean, the 13 people in New Zealand all come together to vote for the person who's going to lead all 13 of them. They all yeah. And one of them has to carry the ring to Mordor. They watch it all down with an LNP and a cookie time cookie. <laughs> and they go skiing in Queensland. <laughs> And that, folks, is everything we know about New Zealand. Oh, you bet. You oh, know. and they call Woolworths Countdown. They do, actually. They do. Weird, isn't it? They yeah. do. But it's they sell weird. beer there, so it's all good. Oh. Yeah, you supermarket. Yeah. Clearly the superior supermarket. <laughs> uh, I bet you what's her face up north is salivating watching those election results. <laughs> um, Sorry, who was that? No one talk about it. Um, <laughs> Thailand, uh, they continue to pr- protest against the monarchy. Um, but, you know, it just seems to be like, it seems to be like the right way to do protests, unlike, you know, in other parts of the country, uh, parts of the world, you know, yeah. just yeah. water cannons instead of... It's one of those protests that won't actually achieve anything. That's the right way to get it No, going. I think they're going to... Is that, is that <laughs> what they're going to do? I don't know. Poor guys, but yeah. I like the fact that they're the polite protesters, and I wish them well, because if it works, then it sets the benchmark, and the rest of the world has to sit back and go... Maybe we don't burn the cities down. Exactly. Maybe you just put a plaque on exactly. a bus station. Exactly. Saying, come on, guys. Seriously. Eventually, with enough plaques, we can change the world. <laughs> um, and speaking of just not how to do things, Donald Trump just continues to do what, what he does, but even more Trumpier. Um, we, yeah, and Europe has gone into a second wave of COVID. Hashtag Regeneron. <laughs> Regeneron. Did, did you see that Trump said that if he, if he doesn't win... In 2020, he's coming back in 2024. That's he's already he's already declared oh, it. Really? Yeah. He's not just going to rest and just let this one go. That makes me feel kind of good. He's it coming back. I feel like he's going to. All right, we get four years of respite. Like I think we're out. You so know, the respite. question is, is respite it, or is, respite? Both are good. Okay. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. But um, I think the question that one must ask them must ask themselves in this scenario is: Is it better to just get? the other four years out of the way now so that constitutionally he can't be president. Because he could come back every four years for the next 40 years. <laughs> exactly. oh, He's doing right. it. 
That's right. He'll be coming back forever. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the John Farnham of all his hands the runs. keys to Baron and he starts running it. I think we'll have to ask our spoiler alert US correspondent next week. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Let the yes. cat out of the bag very early then. Very Anything else? Looking forward to next week for that one. Anything else I've missed? Anything major or we can yes. go some more in the wrap? Anything else that nah. No, that's about it, I think. Yeah. It's happened in the world. Um, so we'll dabble into news a little bit more with our TBA wrap coming up. Also tonight we've got uh, Adzo. Uh, we're at the pointing end of the respective footy oh, seasons. Happy um, my copper hiding this week with all of the ruffies coming into the AFL. <laughs> I'm no longer leading my work tipping competition. I can tell you that for free. We just went to the straight. Looking for the I always do. So Adzo and the sports down and all the highlights coming up. Um, we got Hold My Beer um, containing a, a great brew from Phil. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we're oh, going to yeah. talk about that. Um, we we watch TV so you don't have to, and this week we uh, we all watched the Social Dilemma. Yes, we did. We're going to chat about that. Uplifting. It's a fun story. Very uplifting. <laughs> I haven't been that moved since the Joy Luck Club. <laughs> um, uh, we're starting a new segment. It's called COVID Travel Adventures. Um, it's very exciting. Strap in. We're going to Canberra. Um, <laughs> We're starting the travel segment with Canberra. We're going to take any bubble that's available at the moment, mate. <laughs> We're talking video games, and of course we wrap up the show. Um, well, usually we wrap it up with some Sydney news, though we do have some, but we do have a very exciting announcement for next week, um, and we're going to deep dive into that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, boys, my manly feed of the week, um, I went to look at cars. It's actually kind of the opposite because, you know, the salesmen at cars make you usually feel not so manly, but... Mm. Like, I think they're so bad now, salesmen, that they actually feel... I don't know if you've gone to a car yard. Or it, they just don't seem to care anymore. You feel like, huh, here comes the guy who's going to really pressure me and, like, you know, tell me about things I don't really understand. They didn't care that we were really? there. Yeah, I, they say their stock is low because of COVID, but, you know, I don't know if that's bullshit or not, and that's, like, their sales technique. Yeah. But, like, they just didn't seem to care. Interesting. So yeah. my, my cool question is, did you buy a car? No, okay. but my kids went around, like, touching every car, and I was like, please don't wreck a car. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, so whatever he did, it wasn't working, because my read on that was, uh, you know, any good salesman knows his mark, and he's just come in, and he's just playing it too cool. He's yeah. like, to be honest with you, I'd rather you weren't here. And you're like, can I buy a car from you now? <laughs> that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how just, it felt. He's just it's got hard to get of this car sales. He's just alpha dogged you, like, from the end. Yeah, it felt like that. And we're going to talk to you next week, and you'll be like, so I went back and bought the car. Okay. No, I'm not going to buy a Skoda, so we're done. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'd like to ask why you went to a Skoda dealership at all. We'll, but... get, well, check technology. Mm. Oh, check <laughs> technology. <laughs> <laughs> What did you miss that? What did you night? <laughs> what did you guys did do? Did have the Meyerhoff lifters? <laughs> what did you guys do this week? Anything? Yeah, I cooked for my family. I had my whole family over on Sunday. A bit of a thank you dinner to my parents and uh, who've uh, helped us out with the house a lot lately. I did a barbecue. I did sides. I did the whole lot. And I think on a base level, providing for your family is something that all men really want to do, like on an evolutionary basis. You know, used to be we were hunters. We'd go out. We'd, we'd spear a mammoth, we'd bring it back, we'd feed the village. Now, 
These days, it's a little bit differently. These days, I'm looking through you know, a recipe book by Otto Lange Dr. going, yeah, tomatoes with cumin seed, <laughs> you crazy bastard, I'll give it a go. But I still felt manly when I put all the plates out in front of everybody and we had, we had a lovely lunch together. That is pretty manly. You do cook a lot. I cook a lot, but I rarely cook for, for groups now, so it was nice to get the whole family around. And I think it is too. It's not just the evolutionary thing, like different cultures. We're not so big on it here in Australia, but like when I travel through the Basque region in Spain, like it's the essence of manliness to cook for your family. Yeah. You know, the guide, the guide that we came through was like, basically look for the tapas bar that has the old man behind it because they take so much pride he in cooking. Like it, it is a pride thing. Yeah, you want yeah, to, you, yeah. I, I don't even care if I like it. I want to look around and see it, the faces yes. of my family enjoying themselves even more if I can put anything in the recipe that I've picked from my garden. Yeah. So I've got, you know, I've got some, uh, some uh, lavender, I've got some rosemary, I've got some uh, thyme, things like that. If I can put anything from my garden in the dish, fantastic. I've grown this and I've cooked it as well. Oh, so spices are your essential oils. In a way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you smelled my beard today? If, if I had a bigger beard, you'd know about it by now. Absolutely. Bill, were you manly Absolutely. this week? I was manly because I manned up today for the first time in 18 months and I went to the fucking dentist. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, which no. is a particularly manly feat when you haven't been there in a while. So, uh, it's terrifying. Gentlemen, I got drilled today. Wow. Just not in a good way. <laughs> in the mouth. Did you get a hit? <laughs> in the mouth. Do you ever feel that when you go to the dentist, it feels like a report card? Yes. No? I, I, went, I actually went a couple of weeks ago. Yes. You could see the disappointment in their face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this is what the dentist <laughs> said. We found, I said, look, during COVID, and you know, I was doing so well. Like, look, we found there are two different types of people during COVID. There are those who have the time, and they just really focused on their tea towel. <laughs> and then there are the others. And I was like, but I. And then there are the oh. filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> I was in. The other category. Absolutely. Yeah. I love what they say. Have you been flossing regularly? And you're like, uh huh. And you've got blood running down your chin from where they've just flossed you. It's like, this happens every time. That's right. That's right. This has been happening for the last 18 months. You're going to fuck up. Yeah, this is like Ribena pours out of your mouth. There was the last time you flossed. It's like, actually, you were dead because you did it to me six years ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do, you, do you regularly floss? I try. That's right. We all try. I try for about three days after the dentist appointment and then I throw it out. But um, on top of that, all the new technology they've got with like these cameras where they like take a picture of every individual tooth and the x-rays and everything so that at the end of having your face drilled in for an hour, they're like, okay, now come and sit in front of the computer. And, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. show you everything you've been doing wrong and everything that's going wrong for you in detail, in a voice that's basically like a, a pissed off teacher. I just, I just want wrong. a dentist from now on who just comes and goes, you're a fucking idiot. That <laughs> that's, on right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Get out of my chair. Get the fuck out of here. And the funny thing is, all of that happened. And actually, it was the best dentist I've been to in years. Wow. It was actually quite a light talking to comparatively. I gotta say, when you do go to the dentist and like you don't take the injections and you just take it like a man, yep. you do feel good. Yeah, I get it. Yes. All right, well, so we kickstart things off. Absolutely. All right. From the fat team to you, this is the Freedman Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. Okay, let's continue on. We got a quick little segment. It's called the Man Hero of the Week. Now, last week, for some reason, our Hero of the Week was Dizzy Rascal. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how we got to that, I think, but I regret nothing. 
We just love the song, and some people think we're bonkers. <laughs> we did nothing. That's right. right. Oh, I was going for Eddie Van Halen, but somehow we got <laughs> Dizzy Russell got conscripted into the mix. Before you knew it, we were talking about that time we saw him a big day out. You were looking up the song on YouTube. <laughs> They just make it to the rascal. Two or three white claws later, he was the hero of the week. <laughs> we were a little tired last week, gentlemen. Um, Adzo, who's your nomination, bro? Well, actually, this one comes out of Russia this week. Uh, one Nikita Vankov was on a pier in Annapur, Russia, when he noticed a swimmer struggling in the water. Now, two people jumped in to help him. They probably also began floundering. I assume it being Russia, the water was between zero and four degrees Celsius. But anyway, he gets up, jumps in, but first he gets out of his wheelchair. Yes, he was oh, paralyzed wow. from the waist down. He jumped in. He managed to keep the bloke afloat using only arm strength and probably the buoyancy from his enormous balls. And on top of all of this, the <laughs> pier that he was sitting on happened to be the same one. He actually lost the use of his legs 13 years before I jumping into the water. He lost the use of his legs jumping into water? Jumping in the water. And it, was <laughs> it was too shallow. He lost oh, his legs, but he's, he's faced his fear. He's jumped in and he's saved the life. Wow. Paralyzed from the waist down. Unbelievable. Wow. I, that is impressive. Look, it's amazing. I just want to just double check. This happened in reality. This wasn't an episode of Family Guy with Joe Swanson. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, as, as much as mainstream media that can come out of Russia can be trusted, <laughs> absolutely it did. Yeah. Absolutely. So, swear this so, happened. so real-life Russian Joe Swanson is the hero of the week. And... Uh, I, I've got to be honest with you, we haven't heard any other heroes of the week. That's my no, hero. That's of the good. Week. I don't remember the guy's name. But Nikita Vankov. All right. Remember Bill, that. I won't remember it when okay. you get to the end of the I segment. still don't remember it now. Bill? <laughs> uh, my hero of the week, uh, she's already been mentioned. Oh. Uh, controversial. Not going with the man this week. My no. hero of the week is Jacinta Ardern. Jacinta Ardern. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, great. Oh, yep. Amazing. Amazing. Just like, for just, obvious reasons. Just steering through COVID, no problem. Yeah. Steering through shootings, no problem. She is just amazing. Just, yeah. just Which pier did she jump off again? From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She How many legs did she have? <laughs> she definitely, she didn't, she definitely didn't get any buoyancy from her giant balls. So you know. <laughs> so okay, from Jacinta <laughs> Ardern for my choice, <laughs> which is just blanket. Now, obviously, last week I went pretty broad and said the Australian rugby team for tying against the All Blacks. Yeah, it wasn't the case this week, was it? It definitely was not. <laughs> so this week, I just had an epiphany. Um, <laughs> ugly dudes in porn. I realised, hear me out. <laughs> okay. Well, we know what Tristan I realised that week. pornography needs ugly dudes. Yeah. Because you notice, like, how does Ron Jeremy, a porn star, yeah. Because no, he's, he's a criminal now. Well, but, that's right. Yeah. Hashtag me too. But you know, you know, like all these guys, you know, when people watch porn, but the guys are so sort of like ugly. There's a reason for that. Yes. Because when you say you, like, if there's porn with like really hot people, you can't say that. Oh, that's not. That would never be me all chiselled up and you know looking like that guy in Magic Mike. Yeah. So my hero of the week goes to just ugly dudes in general yeah. for making sure porn is relatable to all. <laughs> ugly porn, that's your thing. <laughs> ugly porn. My, that was my official. My unofficial was actually <laughs> Mark Cuban, just because I listened to an interview of him. And that dude's just awesome. He's very balanced a hero. Apparently stayed some ex-NBA player recently. Oh, he's, the, he's the guy who owns the Dallas Mavericks. He's mm. on, uh, not who wants to hear me, Shark Tank. Oh, um, yeah, but he just just seems like an awesome dude. So I love that you've gone to both ends of the extreme with this, and you've gone for the ugly dudes who are setting the context that you can feel good when you're watching porn, and you can think to yourself, well, if he could nail that chick, I could nail that chick. But then you've gone all the way out to Mark Cuban, who's the man all of us aspire to be, but never will be. <laughs> I started with Mark Cuban, but I, I came up with this epiphany, and I just had to somehow put ugly dudes So my in question there. is, how would you feel if you watched a porno with Mark Cuban nailing it on <laughs> Strapping. <laughs> 
Stopping right. the character, we agree, Nikita Venko. <laughs> All hail Nikita. And let's just forget family. everything else we're talking about tonight. All right, we'll remember that name for next week. <laughs> Moving on. Welcome to the TBA Wrap. Now, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, which you are, because we've been talking like you, it isn't your first time, but it clearly is. Um, we call the TBA, TBA Wrap the TBA Wrap because we hope that one day someone will sponsor it. They'll give us a free lunch, a free kebab, a free essential oil bead service. Uh, what do you want, Adam? Do you want hair? <laughs> oh, a wig. The wig wrap. I'd be happy with that. He's asking for the lotion from the Simpsons that Homer got to bring to his hair. Demoxinil, if you're listening, Adam is, wearing a, Adam is wearing a hat indoors. Yeah. Come on, Adam, we know. Put a hat on him. Um, but this is where we delve uh, a little deeper into the news of the week. Anything that doesn't have to be what we've talked about before. It can be uh, really anything that sort of sparked our interest. Um, I'll start off. I don't have too much this week, to be perfectly honest with you, but... Um, I just, obviously, it's relevant to me. I work in the tourism industry. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about the colossal fuck-up that this New Zealand-Australia travel bubble is. Oh, I, I just man. don't really understand it. Adam, you've got it too? Similar. Yeah, okay, yeah that's cool. absolutely. Well, maybe you've got different tangents, so we'll go there. Um, no, you said colossal fuck-up, right? I think, yeah, I think we're on the same uh, page there. <laughs> so, okay, let's say seriously. Let's start with the word seriously. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. Okay, so, okay. So, firstly, this is not a travel bubble. It's a... One lane trip yes, from yeah. New Zealand to Australia to New which, South Wales and the Northern Territory and the Northern Territory. Yeah. That's right. Uh, of which, if they wanted to go back, they would have to quarantine their quarantine own back in New Zealand. So it's yeah. definitely not a bubble. It's kind yes. of like a it's like a popped bubble, like the bubble's gone and then it just popped and it's, <laughs> left you in Australia. Like said, it's a, it's a single lane of freedom. It's a a freedom that reverses the wrong way. And it's a one-way street. So you know when you find yourself like you're in a city you don't know and you're trying to get to a place and you find yourself on a one-way street that's going to take you a long, long way away from where you're trying to get to and you're going to have to take a long time to loop back around and then you get caught on another one-way bubble. I can see that happening. (laughs) And so basically this... It's a series of... It's a bubble ride. Yeah. I've heard stories of like people doing wacky things like to ensure that they can get... they know that they can go to that state. Oh, if they get into this city, will, like, they can then jump to the next you're one. You're the bubble. Yeah, what basically. Bubble chases, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So it happened, and yet still people have now travelled to Victoria. I don't I understand get. how this works. They come in from New Zealand, they get to New South Wales, fine. That, that's allowed. They are right. But then they get from New South Wales to Melbourne, or they get out to, to WA, or they get to and Tasmania. Is, and this is where the fuck-up is happening. Right. It's so hard. And, and we keep... And it's, look, this happened in July, like, when they had the, you know... Is it so hard? Like, you cannot get through the fucking front door of the, an airport in the USA without showing your passport, your ID, and your butthole. You check your ass up. <laughs> That's right. Say it, Phil. Check your asshole. <laughs> you cannot get on a plane without having, In Australia, I have literally sent staff on a flight that I was supposed to be on yes. because rather than change the flight, just go on as me. Yeah. What about, have you ever been checked an ID? Do you remember like after like September 11, it was yeah. like probably a year after that, I don't know. 
I guess terrorists don't attack domestic airports. They're no. just like, nah, just go on. No, and then they brought in self-check-in. So there's absolutely no nothing. one, no one no, looking. Just go in, check on. And as long as you're probably, well, even today, if you're a woman, on a, you can't question that anymore. Yeah. Who are you to say my name's not Cassandra? <laughs> um, so I, I feel like a Cassandra. <laughs> so I've been calling you Cassie this whole time. <laughs> so these, I don't get it. Just yeah. when you are the can I just see your ID, please? Yeah. Oh, you're from New Zealand. Did you arrive today? You, you bro. Yeah. I, I arrived today. No, I'm a solid Sydney soldier. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. He's wearing a Saints t-shirt. Terrible. And you, you... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan P. <laughs> cookie time, cookies. Yeah, just got a <laughs> lamb in his top pocket. God, New Zealand is just getting stereotyped to hell tonight. Um, so, and, and the added context to this for me is this, like, I think New Zealand has aggregate like five cases yeah, and, yeah. you know, New South Wales has aggregate at the moment, like 10 cases, aside from, you know, the overseas quarantine yeah. from, sure, you know, sure. COVID riddled places like the US. Like everywhere. Queensland has none. Yeah. Um, and so like all of this restriction for something that barely exists at the moment, well, it's not about not being vigilant, but like. Well, I think that was the thing about this. I think Things are a bit ridiculous. I think, I think the funny thing about this is that, even though, like, everyone's like, how did they get in? And then no one really seems to give a shit because it's like, well, you're the one going to Victoria, you know. You, yeah. But, like, they're obviously going there just to be with their family, right? Yeah. They don't have any plan to leave you. Otherwise, would you? Why would you? Well, unless they were planning <laughs> to get COVID. I mean, it's like, like COVID tourism. Like countries like <laughs> India, like, yeah. No one, like, we, you know, you can't, you know, they don't really put, I don't know, maybe they do have restrictions yeah. on coming in, but it's like, who wants to go there anyway? Same with Victoria. It's like, well, I'm not going there. Yeah. I guess if you're going there. So I don't think everyone cares that much, but still, yeah. like, it just makes me realize that. We are one colossal fuck up. It is so poorly organized. It just is up to everything, right? You hear about some of the tracing they did in in New Zealand when they found like two cases and they traced it all the way down to the the button on an elevator. They said that's where the virus was found. One on the button of an elevator, one on the the lid of a a trash can. And they're like, okay, we've we've traced it all the way down here. Amazing. And then meanwhile, they're just flying in here. It's like, no, it's Throw caution to the wind. Like, like, okay, we've that. burned that building down. <laughs> we've, we've, we've stopped it's, it. It's all good to go. <laughs> like, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't know if you know, Auckland doesn't exist anymore. They just raised it. So <laughs> they got in and did it. So it is interesting. My reaction is like, there's fuck all COVID around now anyway. Just go for it. But really, you're coming at it from the angle of like, honestly, we open this thing for a second and some idiot is just going to spoil it. Just, 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 it's gonna spoil it just blows my mind. It's like, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask, you know, um, should we just check IDs on people flying out of airplanes at the moment, just during this heightened period of like sensitivity? Nah. But I thought out. WA were just like stopping everyone yeah. at the border. Really You're not coming in. It's like, oh, come on, mate, let us in, boo. <laughs> yeah, come on. I just want to go check out Perth, eh? And they're like, oh, yeah, you, you seem all right. <laughs> I think he's from Broome. Let him in. little section. Um, <laughs> one thing that I did bring up memories, I saw those, were, there were some really beautiful pictures of everyone arriving internationally, like being real. I mean, that is a special thing. Yeah. Yes. But, um, this, and we talked about this a, a, a little while ago, as though, which was, uh, the idea that when you do travel internationally, one of the things I miss is just being able to drink no matter what the time is, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, hello, yeah. you go, you know, you're on 8am flight to like Bangkok, you go through the customs hall at 6.30, 7 yeah. o'clock, the ladies are already set Would up. Would you like to sample bar. the Baileys? It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having a breakfast yet? They always have the new flavors. Oh, it's like, would you like to try the mint sliced Tia Maria? And it's like a small plastic cup. I'm like, 
I'm not here for a haircut. <laughs> you literally walked in with a party on. Like some Bailey stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right I do. You know, like, you always feel like if you don't do it, like, so I travel, obviously, I used to show up. I used to travel a lot of time for work. <laughs> long, and I would never do it. time ago. And now, but when you're with your friends, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you guys, well, especially when you're with your guys, oh, you guys want to drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 7 59, and deep down, yeah. you're just like, I don't want this at all. Yeah. You're like, yeah, do you guys drink gin a lot? I drink gin all the time. Straight? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do you want to try our newest vodka? It comes with a free travel bag. I need that travel Yeah, bag. I don't think there's anything wrong with sampling the international wares of the of the liquor emporiums at the duty free. However, when it's seven in the morning and the guy from Wine Selectors is sitting at Melbourne Airport, you're just going to Sydney and it's like, would you like to try the latest Shirazes? And like, dude, I'm not I'm not that hard up for a drink right now. We'll I'm, one day. I'm a... <laughs> Promise me one day we'll do that again. Seven AM we'll face the wines. All right. <laughs> well, and wouldn't you do anything now just to be walking through Honestly. the airport at 7am? Oh, imagine Honestly. it. Wheeling your bag behind exactly. you. Adam, is that, is that what you had about the travel bubble? Or... Yeah, I, I had that. I had, a, I had another thing. Um, and this is uh, in a matter of hours tonight, Elon Musk's SpaceX is scheduled to launch another 57 Ooh. satellites into space. The launch is part of a decade-long Starlink mission to bring 12,000-strong mega constellation of satellites to provide low-latency, high-speed internet to remote regions all over the planet. Now, is this, this is just one company. This is SpaceX. They're in the game. They're, they're forecasted by 2030. As many as 57,000 new satellites can be jostling for an orbital position out there. Do we really want to trust all of our data to one company who's just going to flood our skies with their own satellites? I find it concerning. I think at the moment, there's already uh, something like 500,000 pieces of space junk currently circling around the globe, and they're just putting more and more shit into the atmosphere right now. And there's a little something called the Kessler syndrome. I don't know, have you seen Gravity? When uh, when the space the station... Yeah, the space station gets hit by space junk, and then more space junk, and then that crashes into other things, causing more space junk. Okay. This is called the Kessler syndrome, where if you have enough things up there, they start crashing into each other, causes a cascade, a tra- chain reaction. Eventually, your entire atmosphere is flooded with these really fast-moving small pieces of space junk, the point that you are basically you're stuck on earth oh, no wow. one's ever leaving again because you've got this wall of fast moving space junk around you i just think maybe maybe stop putting where, shit into where space does the word kessler come from in the 70s the scientist was the guy's name was kessler and he oh. he came up with this theory that you put enough shit into the atmosphere uh, which was, i thought it was, was going to be like some it's like some dude matt kessler he lives in an apartment in New York. James Kessler had an idea one day. He lives in so much filth. It's like, oh, God, it's like a Kessler syndrome in here. You can't open the door because he's like a hoarder. Why is the Kessler effect? Personally, I was just thinking about, like, he's like Nikola Tesla, but on ketamine. He's Nikola Kessler. I think, I think it's highly, highly appropriate. Okay. Now I'm just picturing Nikola no. Tesla and Kenneman. Um, <laughs> and so I, I'd seen a video that's on this exact thing, that yeah. if we put enough shit up there, at some point we're going to be trapped. We'll, we'll be, be trapped, trapped by a layer yeah. of fast-moving junk, which would be quite appropriate given the fact that we're, like, polluting down here, polluting up here, and we're just going to be trapped in our own, like, bio It seems shit. so fitting, though. And so, it doesn't it, though? Yeah. And because it that's does. the great leveller. Yeah. All those rich people that are planning to escape to the moon or Mars when this place goes tits up, yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, you're stuck here too, mate. That's right. We're all in this together, so That's maybe right. it's time to start cleaning Being up. Impaled by a dare iced coffee lid flying <laughs> through space, <laughs> 400 miles. And That's one. right. A dare fix will fix it. <laughs> 300 metal dildos. And, oh my god! It just 
look, to going back to your first question, Adzo, am I concerned about? I mean, shit, man, we're already going. We're going to talk it's about the right sugar now, right? So that's yeah. They've already got all our data. We're done. If we were just out, boy, sugar, we're going down. So I yeah. was going to say that. Yeah. Um, okay. In terms of being trapped on Earth, um, <laughs> you what? Obviously, um, but trailer trapped on Earth. I mean, uh, yeah, we're not getting off this planet. Let's no. be serious. This isn't. This is not interstellar. This is gravity. Interstellar yeah. is the reality. I like to think that we're going to go into with the soundtrack. Yeah. So, so first Christopher Nolan references podcast. Feeling good about that because now I'm now I'm thinking Tenet, of course, oh, which, we which is that our only hope is to inverse time. Entirely, and I think we talked about that a few about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, you know, because we're really like on a track to fucking things up big time. So if we could just turn it all around. We get mm-hmm. to go through the golden age again. Um, I'll, I'll tap out with the dark ages. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, in your news, mate. In, in my news, um, I, it is in fact turning back time to a better time. Okay. A more beautiful time, because a huge cat has been found etched into the desert among the Nazca lines in Peru. Oh, I saw that. So this is 250 Tell miles north. south. Some guy south with a weed whacker has gone up there and just etched out a massive cat. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> this cat's been there since 200 BC. Oh, really? I, did, I just looked at the image. I didn't open the article. They, 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 <laughs> they didn't actually call it a weed whacker back then. <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, that's what it was. <laughs> and so uh, it? it's a it's a feline geoglyph from two, but somewhere between 200 and 100 BC on the World Heritage listed Nazca lines. And it's this huge, like mountain, mountain sized, basically, glyph. Of a cat in Peru, about, Peru, about okay. 250 k south of Lima. Okay. And so they found multiple of these hieroglyphs. There yeah. was a hummingbird, a monkey, an orca, and one that everybody's okay. trying to get excited is an astronaut. Okay. Um, an astronaut. But that's that's everybody's trying to say it's an astronaut. Oh, and the scientists like are like, man. what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. But it looks kind of like a spaceman. But they found this giant feline one, which is this giant cat one. So, so firstly, I had to ask myself, is this the world's oldest and biggest cat thing? (laughs) So I thought about that and then I realized, no, that's the Sphinx. But this is somewhere in the middle. But I did love that our ancient Peruvian brothers and sisters loved cats. Well, just playing a keyboard, you know, does that thing. (laughs) That's it. That's it. It was keyboard cat. It was the original. Oh, Long Johnson. (laughs) Oh, Long Johnson. What am I doing on the mountain? <laughs> but they've only just seen this. They've only just discovered yeah, this. This thing's been it. there for thousands of years, and no one's noticed. Because they're doing it on the mountain. Like, can you yes. see? You, okay. You, so basically, if you're in a helicopter looking at this, no, mountain, can you see it from a non-man-made thing, like in all its glory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let me and no one's thought to mention it before. No, you're, no, 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 no. You're going to send me a photo from a helicopter. They have uncovered it. Oh, you understand? Covered. So because okay. it was covered up by stuff, and so the archaeologists have slowly moved stuff away. But when they made it, in those cat. days, could anyone have seen it in its all in all its glory from something? Oh yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see it on the ground, and everybody can see it. And and it's a smiling cat too. I love that it just has like a little cheeky cat grin. It actually does look like a children's drawing of a cat. Um, which no, it's like a year twelve mock-up day prank or something, you know. They're, 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 they're finished, they've finished their stone tablets for the <laughs> year, and they've gone and <laughs> bought, a, a, bought a bottle of weed and feed and drawn a cat on the side of the right. mountain. The other one's yeah. the other one's done a hummingbird. The other one's done a monkey with an erection. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> Do we ever work out what those like crop circles were? Yeah, they were all man-made. It yeah. all came out. They were all just manufactured by people and then pretended that that was aliens. Yeah, I mean everything was just. 
Absolutely. There's, well, not, there's nothing outside of this. Let me tell you more about the Kisla syndrome. It's still exciting and interesting. It's, <laughs> it's like those giant chalk outlines of the people that, you know, the fertility symbols. That's and, it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm piecing the two news together. And an alien said, oh, that looks really interesting. They're going for a closer look and just get swiped by a den. Smashes the UFO That's right. That's right. Lure the aliens in and then smash them with a dare ice coffee lid. Oh, God. Sometimes I just, yeah, it just depresses me that we are really just alone here, aren't we? And we just... Oh, see, see uh, we, we, we won't get into metaphysical hour tonight, but we are not alone. Oh, so all right. We are not even remotely alone. Let's put that on. Uh, put that on ice for now. Yeah, ice yeah. now. Bill talks about... Metaphysicality. One of uh, Phil's filibusters. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> Phil, yeah, we're going to let you just go bananas on the interdimensional beings that are over what's over <laughs> in, in the words of uh, in the words of Tristan, I am a lefty with a right winger's love of ranting. <laughs> I know. I know. I think we need to. We need to. We need to release that. Uh, <laughs> release the beast. Release the I, beast. It looks somewhat like the cat on this hill, so it's large, but it is smiling. <laughs> uh, all right. Nice one, Phil. We good? That's it. Yeah. All right. That's, that's the news. Well, I think that's too uh, too much existentialism for me. Let's get into manly sports, huh? Let's do it. All right. So coming up next, Adzo's going to give us everything with the sports dance. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue the music. So yes, in the sports then, uh, in the NRL, well, it's down to the Panthers and the Storms now, and I guess that means that once again, sorry, Tristan, you're going to be changing your lock of the week with the Rabbitohs no longer playing. Not have, you, have you got anyone else in mind, mate? <laughs> They're coming back? Um, is it Rabbits too? They're cooking something up. No, look, uh, listen, listeners, I we had talked about this the last few weeks. I've, I've gone up, I've gone down on the bunnies. I'm very much, anyone knows me knows I switched teams. Um all the time. Uh, I really thought the Bunnies were uh, a shoe-in, uh, but they're not. And, um, you know, it's a funny old game, rugby league. I've always said it's a game of two hearts. Absolutely is. Um, and, you know, I think it's also a game of um, two teams sometimes. And there will be two teams. Yeah. It's just not either of your teams. And Tristan is notoriously flaky with all of his picks. Yeah, so, I'm going to get into that. Don't yeah. worry. I, I'm, I'm going to address my own demons. Don't worry. But that's continue. It, okay, but off anything uh, anything sports results related, the co- NRL had a COVID-19 nightmare on its hands after a tick-tech glitch created social distancing issues before the Storm and the Raiders game. Now, this was a failure of the ticket systems impacting ticket machines nationally with both the NRL and the AFL preliminary final of the Adelaide Oval forced to lock out thousands of fans as a result of the system break-in. What came next was even more concerning with fans claiming they were then allowed into the stadium with all social distancing measures just thrown out the window. And you've got to wonder what put us in this position that we're in right now. Technology failure and just completely bucket all attitude that we have among sports fans. Don't you reckon? Well, maybe COVID as well. That might, might, might yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> a, whole, a whole bunch of people acting like cowboys and the cowboys won't even play. What, like uh, the actual Cowboys? No, just rolling on in. Rolling <laughs> on into the stadium. It's the Wild West out there yeah, at the Adelaide Oval, mate. Is, and the Cowboys aren't even present. You can see it as it's like one of those things which is like, I've just got this vision of like, you know, they've got this whole system set up but with no, you know, system failure. With no plan B. No plan B. No plan B. And so once that, it's like, it's almost like an... <laughs> The escalator to nowhere in The Simpsons, like they're just gone there, so they're just all piled on each other until like they're all just crammed in. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not giving anyone an excuse, but I can tell you, like when shit like this fucks up, like yeah. 
I'm not surprised things like this happen. Because... Well, guaranteed there would have been like 10,000 rowdy guys out in the car park. They've just been locked out. They've been boozing right. all morning, morning, all going for it. And they're like, what are the chances that if we let them in, someone's going to catch COVID and die? So the guy pulls out his little calculator. It's like, uh, one in 8,000. And it's like, hmm, what are the chances if we leave them out, someone's going to die? It's like, someone's already died. <laughs> so well, that's all. Let's just let him in. Let him in. We'll, just, we'll work it out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, isn't COVID all a hoax anyway? Oh, look, it depends on the I blogs read, you read, mate. I read some stuff on Facebook. I think it's all a hoax. He's down on bench I've heard, on, I've heard everything on Facebook is true, but more on that later. Uh, is that NRL? Well, no, in player news, the Storm's Brendan Smith has been cleared of a broken jaw after a nasty knock on the weekend with their thrashing of the Raiders. He missed three weeks earlier in the season with a broken jaw, and I guess it's one of those things, you know, it happens once, it happens all the time. You know, like when you roll your ankle and then for the rest of your life, you go down a step funny, your ankle's fucked for the rest, for of, the the rest of the day. Very similar sort of thing. And uh, on the other side of things, the Panthers' ace, Villame Kikau, will be back from his single match-off ready to show the kind of dedication on the field that landed in the one-week suspension for a dangerous throw. It's a big weekend ahead of us. I'd like to say I was rooting for the Panthers. But, you know, it being their first grand final for the first time in 17 years. But then we've got the situation with Tyrone May. Have you heard about him? He's still playing. He played 15 appearances this year. And this is after he recorded four different secret sex tapes without partner knowledge <laughs> and distributing them on the internet. What's his name? Uh, he's uh, Tyrone May. Now, I just, I, I'd love to support the Panthers. I just feel it's a little too slimy of a scarf to be wearing this weekend, so I might, I might just like, walk away from this one altogether. Right. There's, there's, there's so much to unpack with this. Firstly, a secret <laughs> sex tape that was widely... Four of them. Four the, of them. Sorry, a secret sex tape that was widely distributed on the set up a camera behind a one-way mirror or however they do it, you know, these days. And... Oh, so you really... You went, you went full creeper. He went full creeper. Full creeper. Four times. Oh, yeah. Four times, which but, is just—I mean, it's, it's not on. But the fact is that that was last year. He wasn't—he wasn't allowed to play all last year. Yeah. But now he's like, oh, dude, he's learned his lesson, and he's a really good player. Let's give him 15 appearances this year. Yeah, apparently, apparently Penrith have—I can't be bothered reading this article, but apparently Penrith have been very nice to him, and he's back on track. So you know what? Sex tapes. Come on. Speaking of sex tape, Cardi B. But well, the piece that I wanted to loop back around to because we've come full circle here yeah. is: is he ugly enough to be porn that you would watch? No, this? I just looked at him. He's a good-looking guy. Gorgeous man. Yeah. Um, Guess so you won't be watching. No, look, I'm, I'm, I'm watching his sex tapes. <laughs> I can't relate to this hulky, muscly rugby league man. It won't work for me. Give me a Ron Jeremy. Um, all right. So predictions for who? So you're going Storm this weekend. I'm going Storm this weekend. Bill. Um, are the Eels playing? They're not. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not in the grand final, they're not. Not the Storm or Panthers. Go. Panthers. Panthers. All right, All right. so two Panthers and a Storm. That's yeah. it. All right. It's really just because that's a great animal. And in the AFL, it will be two Victorian teams head-to-head this weekend with Richmond knocking out Port and Geelong bumping off Brisbane. In both cases, the Ruffies came in, so you can only imagine how that went with my work tipping competition. But uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, before Melbournians get a chance to celebrate the new Melbourne lifting of COVID's restrictions, oh, it's just another Tony Montana situation. <laughs> Melbournians, Melbournians. <laughs> there was one piece of bad news: no grand final barbecues will be allowed this weekend. Oh, I mean, you can, 
but you can't have your mates over. Sadly, home visits are completely out until November 1, so it's a situation oh, where yeah. if you're going to put on a barbecue, it's just going to be for you and your you know, your family, and that's it. But you can't can you eat a kebab on a park bench? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> remember when you did that and you slept on the park bench? Yeah. Wait, and then you fell asleep in the park bench and got arrested? No, wait, that was another run. That was, that was yeah. a to- yeah. totally different situation. Um, yeah, I sort of stuck with... Uh, Richmond. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I was saying like I was saying Richmond and Geelong are like the ones of experience. Yeah. They like they were more like the faves, even though like Brisbane and Port Adelaide finished one and two. Yeah. Like I was like ah oh, Richmond and Geelong, but then I got to confess I put a little money on Brisbane to win the whole thing. I thought home field advantage. Yeah, Everything's yeah. going Queensland this year. Mm. Like what's her name, Plebachuk in Queensland? She's making Queensland safe for Queenslanders because she's a Queenslander and it's a great day in Queensland. Yeah. So it's just everything's coming up Queensland this yeah. year. Not- this time. Not this time. Well, and, and, and the fact that nothing really ever comes up the lines, except for like that one time. No, there was a time when they were unstoppable, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, think, actually, no, something did come up to the line. Yeah, lucky Neil won the 2020 Brownlow medal. <laughs> you beat me to the news. I did. That was in my news. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's great. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a, that'd be a weird feeling. You just, literally the day before they got knocked out of the final yeah. and then you win like the MVP of the of the season. Oh, so Congratulations. Yeah. It was the rest of the team that let you down. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you were fantastic out there. Yeah. Look around at your brothers in arms. These <laughs> these pricks really held you back. <laughs> he gets up on stage, he grabs his medal, he looks at it, he goes, yeah, you fuckers. If I was playing for the Tigers <laughs> This, this is what they did for Luka Modric at the World Cup. And like, they, he just lost the final, and it's like, and the player of the tournament, and then he won, uh, I think he won the Ballon d'Or after that, uh, and he yeah. was just embarrassed. Yeah. He's up there with Ronaldo and Messi, and he's like, what, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, okay. I'm in the wrong club. Yeah. What are you doing? What am I doing here? Yeah, so uh, in NFL news, I'll move right on. I'm seeing player after player place on this COVID list over there. I don't know if you've seen it, mm-hmm. but the New England Patriots are placing running back Sony Mitchell, uh, Shaq Mason and defensive Derek Rivers on the reserve COVID-19 list. The Falcons defensive end John Kaminsky is tested positive. He's on the list. The Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams has been placed on the reserve COVID list. It's one after the other after the other. Now, not all these guys test positive, but as I say over there, any contact, any risk, boom, you're on the COVID list. And I must say, it's getting very hard to stay on top of this in my fantasy football team. It's hard enough every year the number of players getting benched for injuries or aggravated assault. Now we have to check the COVID list every time I want to set my lineup. It does look like they're taking no chances here in the NFL. And I assume with the amount of post-games, co-showerings I've heard about in Hollywood movies, one sneeze in that steaming man fog and everyone's copping a hot dose. So no chances taken. Well, good, good, good point, Adzo. And one thing that I want Everyone's to- copping a hot dose. <laughs> Just right. You guys take it from here. I need no a showers. I need a minute. Okay. There was a there was a great article which I saw today. Not this week on NFL.com. They just come to the realization. Still lost it. They've just come to the realization that possibly if you're actually showing signs of a cold or a yeah. flu, yeah. that might be a reason to potentially self-isolate yourself from the team. Potentially. That came yeah. out this week Maybe. Yeah. from the NFL. <laughs> but October. You yeah. know, guys, how much I love my NFL. Yeah. I'm very thankful that the NFL team owners love money than they care about the safety of their players and also the fans. 
So I'm not fearing that the NFL season is any kind of jeopardy. Honestly, I think that's pretty quick in terms of putting frameworks around things from a bunch of people suffering from concussion. That's true. I've that for years. That movie was that Will Smith started. That's right. We're going to keep doing this. That's right. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Wait, was Will Smith, did he say it was good there? Yeah. We're going to continue this. Just keep going. Any other hot NFL news for you, mate? All right, in the rugby, after Tristan's attempt last week, to nominate the Wallabies as joint hero of the week for drawing in the Rugby rugby World Cup. I'm ha- sorry, the Bledisloe Cup. I'm happy to announce this week they were smashed 27-7 by the All Blacks. With 20 turnovers, 40 missed tackles, the Wallabies have set the path of Australian rugby back where we're all used to seeing it, a sad, golden-coloured skid mark on the New Zealand shorts. <laughs> I think that... Um... I heard, I think, did Qantas pull out of their sponsorship? Of sponsorship? <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> no, we're still in this. Stick the jet star logo yeah. on top of them. <laughs> that, that is Can it. you put your, this sticker on all of your jerseys? It's yeah. like, oh. yeah. Uh, but there are, for some reason, I don't really get, no one really understands the rules of rugby or any of the competitions. For some reason, there's four games this year in the Bledders Low, and they're still coming back to Australia to play two more. I think they were going to play it in Sydney, but then I think all the Kiwis will sneak into Victoria for some reason. Just for the banter, really. Just for the banter. So we could, we, we still, because of the draw and the one loss, if we win both at home, boom, letters low in so, in certain number of years. Just, yeah, like, that. just and, like that. And so assuming that doesn't happen, because it's probably not going to happen, and Qantas have pulled out and now it's Jetstar, by the end of this, could it in fact be Greyhound? Ah uh, yes, absolutely. It's just bus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's way down. Greyhound Australia. That's yeah. right. That's um, right. What's that? Uh, Shout out to Greyhound. <laughs> Murray's. 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 Yeah, yeah, get in. <laughs> in soccer, man. Any news in the soccer oh, soccer world? Absolutely. So the English Premier League was back this weekend. Rodriguez watch is back in action, pulling the strings. Once again, oh. as evidence scraped through in a two all Merseyside derby. Four goals, so a red card, yeah, and, yeah. and an offside controversy in in the closing minutes. I'm going to be honest, Everton were lucky lucky to get away with this right. one, but it's been a long time since we've gotten away with anything. And uh, a couple of goals in there. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scores again, the absolutely crapper. on fire. Chelsea continue to be glorious chaos. Yeah, They go two up. It then gets pulled back to two all. Then they're three two up, and then three all. So their new boys all scored. Werner with two goals and Habits one um, against Southampton. So Ings as efficient as ever getting the first goal. But Chelsea, they they invested entirely in their attack and didn't address their defence at all. Yeah, addressed that and last is, week. And it is entertaining all of us again and again. And yeah. again. Uh, City edged out Arsenal with with just a single goal from Sterling. This was a student versus the master situation with Mikel Arteta coming up against his his old boss, okay, um, Pep Guardiola. Uh, United had an interesting four one with Newcastle, where I would like to be giving it the lols and the banter, but they did roll them in the end. And in fact, the only goal Newcastle scored was an own goal, so it's kind of five nil. Still counts as a goal. Way. They still and, scored at some point. <laughs> and the one unbeaten team left in England is Aston Villa. Really? Yes. Aston Absolutely. Villa. Four wins from four. Adam could have told you that. Three for three for Villa. Won by a single <laughs> Ross Barkley goal. Um, and yeah, Sheffield United, Fulham 1-1, Palace Brighton 1-1. Less said the better. And then lastly, Tottenham and West Ham. And West Ham once again just being ridiculous. West Ham. Yeah. In the first okay. 20 minutes or so, they've, they, they've gone down 3-0. And then they won it in the 94th minute from it. Absolute screamer from Lansing. They won 4-3. Listeners, if you haven't seen it, no, 3-0. Oh, 3-0. They, okay. they, they, they drew 3-0. 
But uh, if, listeners, if you haven't seen the goal from Lanzini, if you're going to watch one football highlight this weekend, oh, just... Adam, stop fucking getting to, Adam, slow down. You can watch it after the podcast. <laughs> oh, we're already browsing. That's right. Finally in the golf, Jason Cockrack has won the CJ tournament in the PJ for anyone who cares by two strokes. Jason Cockrack. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm paying attention now. That's sports, Sorry, mate. His name is How Cockrack. How does that spell? Uh, I've spelled I've spelled it phonetically on my report here. Oh, I, think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just really want to hit the cock in cock rack. Right. I know we've gone over time in sports. There's a few Pretty things, things awesome. that I need to say, okay? One, did you know that Tasmania is getting a basketball team next season? Absolutely. Professional sport. Have you yeah. ever heard of a jack jumper before? Do you know what that is? No. It's a type of ant, apparently. Okay. They're the Tasmanian jack jumpers. Oh. NBL is getting a, a professional sports team. Um, Bathurst, that's, you know, the race. I just wanted to sound manly. Yes. Bathurst 1000 was on this weekend. It was on, it was on this weekend. Well, I saw a neighbour invited me around for a few beers to watch Bathurst. I said I was busy. Shane Van Gins, 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 but I do want to, I know it was, it was the last thing, I did want to go back, going back to AFL, there was this awesome news article that I read, this kid, Archer Merritt, who was a Port Adelaide fan who lost to Richmond. This is an Aussie, is it? Yeah. So Tom Lynch, who plays for Richmond, um, he was getting booed by the Adelaide crowd, and as Aussie as you get, he got hit by a Bundy and Coke that was thrown oh, no. by an Australian fan. <laughs> And they were just giving him shit. Are you sure this wasn't a Grinspoon concert? <laughs> <laughs> and um, this kid who's, I don't know, like 12 years old, he was like just really disappointed by it. His team lost. What, 12 and, years old? No, he didn't do it. He saw these, you know, drunk Adelaideans. Oh, yes. Um, chuck it, and he was really upset. He felt bad for Tom, who oh, was just, you know, even though he'd won, Tom probably didn't give a shit, right? Yeah. But he went up there and he sort of, he, he went down to the front of the ground and he went up to Tom and he actually had tears in his eyes. And he was like, all right, you know, went up to the guy and he said, you know, I'm uh, I'm really sorry about the fans, my fans, and not how we represent our team. Yeah. And Tom, and he still got all this respect. His dad was like, that's not how sports fans should, you know, although I disagree a little okay. bit. I think he is Australian to throw a buddy in. But good on this kid. What a, what a legend. Look, it's tough to see what could be more Australian, but it's it's probably not the best part of being Australian, which really harks back to me. I remember the 2014 World Cup, I think it was, in South Africa. Yeah. And we scored a goal, and it just pans to the crowd, and there's one guy in yeah. the centre of the crowd with the beer flying everywhere yeah. who's just Give double fingers yeah, up, <laughs> just going like this. And I'm just like, the I was just looking at it yeah. going, I am that man. That's as far as you He was so, doing yeah. it on my behalf, I felt. So it's love got the attitude. It's that's got fantastic. That and yeah. also, we didn't also say, all right, AFL champions, who's going to win it? Richmond, Geelong. Uh, Richmond. Job. Richmond. Yeah. Uh, July. I'm gonna what? I'm gonna go back on my answer. You, 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 right. Once again, he's going back. <laughs> back <laughs> You'll edit later. <laughs> All right, let's have some beer, boys. Huh? All right, fantastic. Let's do it. Good sports down there, though. segment hold my beer um adam's finishing off some beef jerky which is pretty fitting for a beer (laughs) tasting uh segment 
popcorn out. This is fantastic. Yep. So we're having a homemade beer. Uh, we're, we're eating popcorn. We're drinking beer. We don't always drink beer. Last week, we drank White Claw Hard Seltzer. Yeah, we did. Um, I gave it one and a half beards. That's our rating system. Beards, because manly. And five, because it was basically water, fizzy water. I and it. gave it a two. But for that very reason, Phil gave it a 4.75, because he said it was as close to the sweetest nectar water as you can get. Life source uh, of the look, world. It's, it's basically an alcoholic version of the thing that sustains all life on this planet. So, um, <laughs> so existential. You know, it was so close to being the same as water, but I couldn't give it the five because obviously five is water itself. It's given us a... <laughs> I think we all did a little bit of a deep dive into um, seltzer. Hmm. It's certainly yes. a thing. Yes. Um, and I think we definitely... There's this... It's called Calo Seltzer, which has hemp in it. Yep. We, need to get, we need to get a hold of that. And as I was saying before, boys, before we started recording, Scribble, the peanut butter whiskey. Yes, oh, yeah. very much. Got to get our hands that. on that. Yep. If it wasn't for COVID, you know, I'd be in America and be bringing back a couple of bottles of that already. Yeah. Um, okay, so today, uh, Phil, what are we drinking, my friend? Today, we are drinking Yule, a, a beer from Yuli's Brews. Oh. It is the fact is that Yuli's the vegetarian place in Surrey Hills? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So they've got a brewery as well, which they started in 2014. And this is the Fat Nerd Vanilla Porter. So once wow. again, bringing a dark beer to the table, as I do, but a very different... Uh, you love drink. your dark beers. I love my dark beers. And uh, I'm, I'm loving introducing dark beers to you boys and really seeing the appreciation for such it has made growing. me it has made me when i'm at like when i'm at the bottle just noticing how many put get the cardi b photos off your phone for a second <laughs> um, <laughs> um it has True made story. Me, <laughs> it has made me realize uh how many unbelievable porters there are out there and they oh, all yeah. sound incredible yes there was one that looked, was called a banana split porter I'm oh thinking, really am yeah. I, are we into uh, that yes Should i bring that next week yes yeah i won't bring kill kenny again never again Never again. It was the white claw of dark beers. <laughs> okay, so I will say, as someone who's worked in IT for 20 years, um, I'm concerned I may know the guy that's put this out. Because <laughs> the person on the front of this can looks very familiar. Yeah, we all know that guy. I think he's set up my network and <laughs> it looks like the comic book guy in The Simpsons. He, he does. does. He does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... Somehow even more gentle. He's got that bad boy nerd ponytail going on. That's, That's what right. I really appreciate. That's right. There's a cool I'll bet, you, um, I'll bet you he'd kick your ass at Quake, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really sure. good at Magic the Gathering. <laughs> sure, that's it. That's it. There's a cool, uh, there's a cool poem at the, at the back of the can. I won't read it all, but it's pretty cool. Oh, we'll come to that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, a reason for any any history behind this, the choice of this beer? Um, oh, look, I've been, yeah. a, I've been a fan of Yuli's for years. They've been slowly rolling out more and more diverse beers. So this is, this is in fact, Yuli's, the uh, the vegetarian restaurant yeah. from Surrey Hills. I love the restaurant. And so they were making their own beers and people were really loving them. So they were like, mm. you know what, why don't we just brew these at full scale and start yeah. distributing them? Um, so I got hooked on the Norman Ale uh, quite yeah, some time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hat yeah, on it. Got yeah, the, got the classic country bloke look on the front of it. Yeah, but just a just a really solid ale. Love you know, it. And just okay. a, just an easy drinking kind of ale. So I've been hooked on that for a while. I've tried quite a few. I'm actually quite a fan. Can't remember the name of it, but there is one Yuli's Brew that has a character on it that looks like me. Um, <laughs> don't you don't you dare say it's the fat nerd. Hips the Brew was it? Hips the uh, Queensland. Uh... He's got my beard and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, the Bribey Island Brew, I think they call that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Go to our uh, go to our podcast site and you'll see Phil's beard for in all its glory. Absolutely, absolutely. So I've been a fan of Yuli's for a while, and, and you know Sydney based. I like to get into them. They, yeah. They've been mixing it up, and I had the Fat nerd, probably about 
probably about a year ago and really liked it. Yeah. And so when I was down at the bottle shop thinking to myself, what do I want to bring to the table here? And I saw it again and I was like, I remember this being delicious. So it's been a while. Okay. But, um, yeah, a, a lovely vanilla porter. And uh, I was down at the supermarket and thought, as I was walking down, I'm like, what food would go well with this? And it just felt like like nice, plain, salty popcorn. Okay. It's going to go well with that. So I presented up with some popcorn to go with this. Nice, Glenn. Not um, beef jerky. So, so I reckon um, let's let's all have a sip. Let's have a sip. Let's, let's get, get into it. To digest. It's, a it's, a it's a nice little, little, nice little look. We've got yeah, these beautiful serving in some little milk jars. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah, very flavorsome. Oh, that is yeah, that's lovely. You've done it again. Yeah. And that carries through. Good to see right? that we just love all porters and they all taste the same. <laughs> I want a Pepsi challenge between this, that oatmeal stout, yes, and right. Elsie the milk stout that you've also brought, and go, okay, I've got to tell you, they're all exactly the same. Yeah, it turns yeah. out I've just punched you. It's the same beer every time. <laughs> so, uh, but no, this just has got a can of like two is black in the, the fridge, and he's just keep topping up these cans with. Yeah, and I'll just give you an elaborate story, and you're like, yeah, I can oh, taste really the vanilla. I can taste the difference between butter, and I can't believe it's not nothing. No, can't just, and no one can. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, very smooth. Mm. Super, super mm. smooth. And so this is this one's described as a smooth and creamy dark beer brewed with loads of vanilla beans, which you can taste particularly on the yeah. – like you have a sip and you wait a few seconds and then the vanilla just sits with you for yeah. ages. Mm. Um, so big vanilla aroma, sweetness, backed by a lovely chocolate and roasted malt character with a firm bitterness to finish. Yeah. A great dessert beer or – a great dessert beer or one for any sweet. I love drink. the idea of a dessert beer. A dessert beer, yeah. yeah. But it is like a close the night out with this. Definitely. You know what? This would be fucking good in um, somehow, like an affogato kind of deal. Yeah. So instead of the coffee, you just get this. Well, anytime anyone says any dessert ice. drink, I just think you. Well, you, you pour over ice cream. Yeah, if, you, if you've gone to Hunter Valley and you try to snack, like, this would be great, or you just pour it over ice cream. Yes. You could just do that with anything. Yeah, it, basically. Bonk, they, just pour it over <laughs> ice cream. Basically, a fat nerd spider. <laughs> Wow, we should do that. We you got any ice cream? That. I don't have any ice cream. Okay, yeah, well, I've next failed, time. I've failed you both. Tell you what, the banana split porter. Oh, we're we'll, definitely we'll going to have ice cream. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, no, I think this is a, this is a lovely beer. Um, uh, shout out to Yuli's. Shout out to Yuli's. So um, so that's the main thing is these are, these are the guys behind Yuli's restaurant in Surrey Hills, as we said before. So it was in 2014 they launched this, and they've expanded the range ever since. Um, let's say 2014, they launched, they launched the brewery. This one's, this one's newer than that. Yeah. And they're known for their Slick Rick Red Ale, uh, the Amanda uh, Mandarin IPA. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I've had that one. And, of course, the Norman, which I've mentioned yeah. before. Yeah. And you know what else they do a lot of? Hmm? They do, I think, two or three different types of sours. Oh, you and your sours. I know. I love your sours. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, quick shout-out to you, Liz. And this is uh, interesting that it was 2014 yeah. because... 2014 was the uh, birth of my uh, my first child, yep. and the last uh, we uh, we went in for a, uh, a planned uh, a birth, and um, when uh, the, our last meal as uh, as as Phil a young couple, yes, you yeah, know, yeah. just freedom to do yeah, what we yeah. want. Um, we picked up Yuli's uh, takeaway. Mm. My wife and I, my wife is vegetarian. We went to Yuli's soon after it opened and we actually regularly went there. Yeah. To the point well, where you took me had, there once. Yeah, we yeah. had conversations with the owners and everything like that. When they started making their brews, we found that they'd opened the brewery, which is in Alexandria. Yeah. Um, and it's a great space, especially for you, Adso, who has a dog. Um, I love the dog-friendly place. It's a warehouse. Just I don't have a dog-friendly dog, unfortunately. You don't? <laughs> he hates all other dogs. You don't. But the warehouse, <laughs> the, the, it's, oh, a, it's a warehouse <laughs> space uh, just near Sydney Park. Yeah, okay. Um, and they've got the big... 
what do they call the beer things that they brew the, the beers in? The vats. The vats. Yeah. The, the vats. Um, you can get food there. There's a thick upstairs area. They've got like games for kids. Amazing. It's a great space, actually. Yeah, I've actually never. I didn't know they had a brew. It's a great, great space. There, the the people are friendly. The food is top notch. Still all vegetarian, Um, but you can have all the beers. You can buy takeaways from there. Um, So shout out to Yulies. Where my my wife and I have been big fans of Yulies and what they've done uh, in both the food. But my wife doesn't drink, but uh, I think she doesn't mind so much when I drink alcohol because it's come from a vegetarian place. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like you drinking, but she's a vegetarian. It's kind of okay. <laughs> um, okay, I'll have 17. I'll, 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 I'll make that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a side note, their beer that they make, which is the one, this was my beer as it was back in the day. That would have been a very young Phil. That's a, that's yeah. a younger Phil. Have a look. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah, this was before the mega beard, which Adzo's never seen me with my mm-hmm. normal beard, but Tristan has. But yeah. That's the Mr. T Blueberry Steam Ale. It's okay. not quite a sour's, but... Yeah, they like, just put these, like, names and nice things like blueberry and vanilla this, and yeah. just no hint of it whatsoever. You make it D- Despite what you said, I'm not getting <laughs> a lick of vanilla in this. You get a lick and of I'm vanilla. one of those guys that used to drink bottles of vanilla essence just to get off. I've said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> at some point, your palate will mature and it's done it a bit. <laughs> First of all, that guy in the can is more all. like Danny McBride than just like you. <laughs> And second of all, this is just okay. Honestly, you get half a beer. Tastes like every other stout I've ever had. <laughs> you know the poem in here? Don't like, take it out of yours. <laughs> should I read this poem? Because it, it uses read the it. word asshole maybe ten times. Yeah, oh, okay, in that case. All right. When the nerds had a swill, he will get in your grill. He's an asshole. He will get in your face and he'll hold back an ace. He's, He's an, an asshole. When he says goodnight, he will say it with spite. He's an, an asshole. asshole. He will say he's your mate, then he'll hit on your date. He's an, an asshole. asshole. But if you feel like a dick and it's all gone to shit, he's the asshole. asshole right? Who will take your who will take you aside if you re- rebuilds your pride? What an asshole! Because when the dust settles and tests your metal, he's the asshole to remember and revere because he loves a good beer. Nerds and asshole. Nerds and asshole. Yeah. Okay, so we're drinking an asshole. I guess so. <laughs> it looks like one. <laughs> Certainly doesn't taste like one. Yeah. No, it tastes a lot like vanilla, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's actually light enough that you you could have this beer. Like we talked about, like you know, ports, port, uh, porters, and so on like that before, and stouts. I'm like, well, this could be a this could be a, a summer's drink. Like there's like a yes. cold one of these. It's not, it's not heavy. heavy. Yeah. It's not heavy at all. Actually, yeah. it's surprisingly light, and um, it, it it's got that coffee vibe again. Question: Is there a difference between a porter and a stout? Yeah. 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 Tell us, Phil. In, in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, as much as I do hate you, Phil, I have to say that I, I do like this beer. It's, it's nice. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's, I it's, mean, a, both it's a nice little addition to the stout collection you've brought so far. Both of those things are news to me. One, you <laughs> hating me, and two, you liking this beer. <laughs> um, I can't really talk about popcorn too much because I think popcorn sucks, and I'm not a popcorn at the movies guy. It's just You know how people go get popcorn at the movies? Always. I always get popcorn at the movies. Yeah, Biggest I've got. Stupid thing. Well, yeah. Well, I don't like popcorn at the movies. I think it's stupid. I, Chop Top, yes. I, I, I've started. Can I've, I, can I've, I've, I've joined a podcast with a guy who doesn't like popcorn. How do you not like popcorn at it's the movies? It's just one of those dishes that like, I think people get excited about, and then you eat it, and you're like, this isn't that good. You're wrong. On you just so eat it, and you're levels. like, this isn't that good. I literally connected with a woman on Bumble today based on a love <laughs> of popcorn at the movies. 
The only and I'm not actually even joking about that. That happened today. The only popcorn that is good is the <laughs> colourful popcorn that used to get at kids' parties, but my mum would never let me have. You are a child. You can have the kids, the coloured popcorn. Outrageous. Do you I'm remember sorry. The kids popcorn? Honestly, I'm sorry I ever said anything bad about your palate, no. Adam. Because I all guns blazing on this camp. <laughs> so I want to hear more about this chick on Bumble. How did that go? Did you have a poem for that one? <laughs> popcorn is my go-to. Please send me a photo of your asshole. <laughs> Since when have you been reading my text? <laughs> <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big piece of popcorn. That's your asshole. Your asshole. <laughs> Side note, is it actually possible to get... I haven't seen that colourful popcorn anywhere anymore. Oh, yeah, you can. Can you still get it? Yeah. Okay. The one in that uh, conical-shaped cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the different rainbow, yeah, yeah, cone-shaped. Yeah, I I didn't because I'm not a child. It's big around Christmas. (laughs) It it doesn't taste like popcorn. No, it doesn't. It tastes like like sugar and polystyrene is what it tastes like. I know, I get it. I get that most people like popcorn. I don't, just don't get excited by it. I mean, it's not that I hate it. I don't go, oh, this is disgusting. I'm just like, eh. It's a okay. nothing. You're just eating this. Are you really enjoying this while I'm you're eating it? Every bite. Really? Is, yeah. Fantastic. All right. On food, let me ask you this question. I knew that we I was just going to relate this because we it's briefly talked about it. We briefly talked about it. And yeah, sure, it'll go to the porter. Why not? I just wanted to ask. It was, it's more of a, 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 a poll. Leftover pizza. Cold or do you heat up in the microwave? Cold. Cold. Oh, cold. <laughs> okay. End of that segment. And, okay. And, and today on the Consensus Podcast, that goes for 15 seconds. No, but you know that there are people like you can get up in the morning and they go, oh, aren't you going to heat that up? No. no, I hear about that. You put it in the microwave with a glass of water and that way the steam from the water keeps the pizza fresh. So like, what? Who microwaves pizza? You just eat it. You, just you, eat you, it. you hate yourself enough to put pizza in the fridge. Yeah. Then you're going to hate yourself enough to eat it cold I'm in the morning. Honestly, <laughs> I bought the pizza the night before specifically for that morning moment. For that cold, yeah. Cold pizza specifically. Question: Have you ever put a pizza just stuck it straight, stuck it straight in the fridge without eating one piece? There's yes. a whole industry <laughs> called frozen pizzas. <laughs> no, frozen pizza is not the same. That's not, right. that's not the same. But there is, yes, yes. So I've been to festivals before where I know I'm going to need something the following day. So what what you do is you order pizza in the afternoon and you whack it in the fridge so you know when you wake up the next morning there's going to be cold pizza there. Yeah, it tastes like reflux. I always find that when I, when I eat that <laughs> two slices of cold pepperoni pizza, yep. I am paying for it for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's still paying for it right no, now. Right I now. burp a little bit earlier. <laughs> but back to, the, back to the beer and what it actually tastes like, because I don't think we've talked about that to the listeners. Aside, oh, yeah, from, aside from a debate about the vanilla in us, very light. I think it's very light. Bit, yeah. bit of coffee, bit of bit of vanilla kind of flavour to it, but it's it's actually an easy drinking porter. You know, which is an odd thing to say, because usually the porter is it's a spicy meatball. Yeah, she's a spicy meatball. You're not going to walk away from this going like, this is the best beer I've ever had. You're not going to be walking away from this. You have three of these. You fucked my mate. I told you we should have reviewed that show before this. <laughs> me, me, meanwhile, Adam's saying that while pouring himself more booze. Now, there's just oh, one yeah. last thing that I want to do with this, which is, I know oh, we're, like, we're talking, a, we're oh, talking yeah. dare ice coffee quite a bit, and that's because we've got with dare ice coffee ice. sliced biscuits in front of us tonight. Okay. Um, and clearly, we just talk about whatever's in front of us. Mm. But I just want to taste this and drink at the same time, because I okay. think this is going to work. So this is chocolate, coffee, biscuity, and then a sip. Mm-hmm. Still no vanilla, mate. Yeah, good. Your palate's not going to grow No, up. I, well, I can't. 
Yeah, I will say that's quite enjoyable. You know, sometimes you get those, uh, you, you pair a red wine with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, oh, that was like the really yes. gritty 80 plus percent organic yes. chocolate with red wine. Fantastic. This works really nicely. It does. Yeah. Mind you, these <laughs> these are fantastic biscuits. And oh, I reckon yeah. they'd go with white claw. <laughs> just, just about anything. Mate, white claw is basically alcoholic water. It goes with everything. But uh, but essentially, so so listeners, a dare iced coffee slice and fat nerd vanilla porter mm. is the dessert of champions. I think mm. that's the crux of this segment. And I think we yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, congratulations. How many done beers, it again. Tristan? How many beers? Um, I will, I'll do my review after Adam's done his. <laughs> well, All right, mode. so I'm going to vote for both Tristan and myself here. Where we say, well, I'm going to give it three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. It's not as nice as one of the other ones you brought, but yep. um, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I was going to give it a three. That's what, that was where I was sitting. Okay. So, yeah, a three. I, 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 it's, look, I think a three, that's 60%. Back in, in, in high school or university, if I got 60%, I'd be happy. I go to the other point yeah. five because of the uh, the dare, the dare cookie, <laughs> flavors. cookie flavors. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I would want to give it higher because I love Yuli's, but... Um, you know, I just think it's, it's not, it's, I don't think it's particularly special, special, but I think it's very nice yeah. and uh, it's above average. If yeah. Average yeah. is 50%, although it's not really, is it? Like you if do you say two and a half, you're like, what, 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 why did you hate it? Yeah, exactly. So I think three is a, is a fair enough for me. Yeah. Right. And for me, it's the 3.75 because um, I love my dark beers, yeah. but you know, it's not, it's not whacking me over the head with its greatness or anything like that, but it's mm. just a really nice porter beer. I think some of the and stouts I grab a four, you brought... I grab a four pack of this yeah, know, exactly. once every few months yeah, or whatever, yeah. but compared to, say, Elsie, which is an absolute classic. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's not quite in the same. Yeah, it's not quite in the same. It was in the fights. It's funny. It's got, it's got a, dare I say, a, a, a meddling flatness to it. Yes. Not, you know, like it's yeah. just sort of... It is quite flat. If it had a bit of a kick there at the end, maybe it was yeah. just... Didn't power the flavour a little bit. Yeah, it's a little inoffensive. Yeah, it's a little inoffensive. Yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It um, as you know, in the family, like it, it, when they said the Godfather insists, insists upon it doesn't insist upon no, it. Doesn't insist nearly enough. Yeah, <laughs> a little more insistence. Maybe you get another half point out of that's it. That's it. That's it. You you could be a four if you just insist upon yourself a little more. I smell We watch TV so you don't have to. All right, so this segment is about, uh, in theory, it's supposed to be we just list, we just have to watch the shows that Phil recommends us watching, even though, like, the reviews of them are terrible, but he just absolutely loves them. Um, we haven't done that I'm, yet. Iron Fist is coming. Iron Fist is coming. I am into season three of Shit's Creek, and I have smiled maybe twice. <laughs> yeah. And that was on his recommendation. But in fairness, and unfortunately, my wife loves it. So this is <laughs> so I, have, I have to watch all seven seasons yeah. now. Yeah. This, this is where I'm at. Yeah. His, your commitment to a series that you're actively hating is impressive. <laughs> to yeah. know it. Oh, um, so no, we, we that's that's the premise of this segment. Um, we decided this week, just because people have been talking about it. Um, we decided we're all going to watch The Social Dilemma yep. and chat about it. So if you haven't watched it, you don't have to after uh, we review it. Uh, Phil, what's The Social Dilemma about? Depression. No. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> Absolutely. So 
So for those who don't, and, and, you know, we're a little late to the party on talking about this particular documentary. I think it came out, what, it was about five weeks ago? Yeah, sorry, about um, three weeks it was ago. Doing, it was doing the rounds really yeah. heavily, but it is still doing the rounds. It's still been in the top ten for Australia mm-hmm. watching. But to anybody who hasn't watched it, it's essentially a documentary which is outlining really where everything went wrong from a social media point of view and the history of where it came from and where it's going because – you know, there was a period of time in the social media world where it looked like where it looked like this was the thing that was going to connect and liberate us all. Yeah. You know, you looked at things like the Arab Spring and whatnot coming out of Twitter and, and it looked like this was something that was going to connect everybody and be a beautiful force for good in the world. And it's all gone sideways real quick. It's managed and to segment humanity more than it has brought them together. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. And so this documentary is really just, just telling the story and really interviewing some of the key people who built this stuff with the best of intention yeah. and where it's gone wrong on the basis of that, how the model's taking it into a very, very difficult place and, and a little bit of what we do about it, but it's a little light on that. It, so, was, uh, uh, it did it in a clever way. I mean, it was, yes. it was, it obviously, it was a documentary. Um, they did the part, it was part dramatization. But like the dramatization yes. was fun. Yes. They yes. used the kid um, who says, what's the rim job, dad, in the new episode, the new series, the new retake of the mo- vacation oh, movie? Him? That's him. Oh, yeah. really? That's all I could think of these days. Oh, time. I knew I knew that kid. Yep. Um, but he would say some gold. And yeah, exactly. Never happened. Yeah, no, he was very serious in this. Yeah. Um, so it's clever. I knew you'd find a way to put rim jobs into this. <laughs> um, you challenge me and I come to, I come to, <laughs> he comes to the party come to every party. time. Um, I think uh, they did that classic thing, um, they did that classic thing. I'm just getting a little popcorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, they did that thing where, uh, where you know, which so many documentaries do these days, where like you watch them like setting themselves up in like a classic doc, classic documentary move. Oh, is this thing on? Do I just talk straight? Oh to them? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's setting it up yeah. with the music. Yeah. Three minutes of setup that lets you know in no uncertain terms this is a documentary. This is shit, man. This is yeah. serious shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a documentary. You got the, the, their, their title and what their background was as they're fiddling with the microphone. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, this guy was the VP of a technology company, but can't work. <laughs> can't work <laughs> radio mic. <laughs> uh, okay, before we sort of talk about it a bit, we'll just yeah. uh, quick check with you. You liked this or you didn't like it? I thought it was powerful and important. Yeah. And I know that sounds like a wanky thing to say, but I've noticed a lot of people, like people at work, people on the socials are talking about this, and it's really opened them up to the idea that maybe social media is something that they need to question. Okay. So they need to be a bit more concerned about, particularly with themselves and their kids. Bill? Honestly, it outlined all the stuff that I've been banging on about for almost a decade now, mostly to Tristan. Must have been like um, an echo chamber for you, mate. No, no, but what it was was they put it so elegantly, yeah. but better than I could ever put it. And so I think they did a wonderful job with this documentary, especially yeah. with the with like like the the sort of storytelling element of mm. how they did it in the background is they explained it far better than I ever could. And so I could simply, I could rant at somebody for 10 hours or I could say just watch, watch this the fairly entertaining yeah. 90 minutes and it's going to sum up everything that, so that, that has been kind of inevitable. That's my sort of take on it is that this documentary really didn't teach me anything new. Yeah, I didn't learn anything from it. That's because we worked together. But. Well, exactly. <laughs> and maybe, and I suppose that's probably my first question is like, is that, so I guess I'm watching this whole thing kind of going, well, duh. Yes. And at the same time, I can't really get too angry about or upset about any of this because I actually rely on this for some of my income, which is yes. digital marketing strategy. Course, yes. I can target 
whoever the fuck I want to target. Yes. And a very key demographic. That's how it works. Yeah. Yes. I, I, so I'm, and I've, like you, I've been, you know, and Phil, to be fair, the stuff that you're having on it has opened my eyes about politics. On it, the stuff with social media is not not new to me. Like I totally understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Exactly. I am, I am not joking. No, you're not. You consider me, but a simple man, you know, <laughs> who thinks that we should just trust and do whatever the president says we should. Oh, look, for the first six months that I met you, I thought you were an Amish. <laughs> That's such, is, such was your digital capability. No, I'm but. very good. When, when actually, when I'm on the Facebook and um, I'm Facebooking, the Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. So my okay, I'm just the first take out of this is the most important take. Yes. The main guy from the humane technology place, his name I didn't even know I could be called this was Tristan. He wasn't Tristan. Yeah. And he even said, they even said a couple of times, he spelt the name the same way as me. I've never heard me. Tristan. Tristan. And then the guy says, now do we call you Tristan? He goes, yes, Tristan. I didn't know that I could be a Tristan. My sister calls you Tristan. Which one? Beck. She does not call me Tristan. She absolutely she does. Well, I am. So has Tristan. She asks me all the time. Tristan from now on. Yeah. So that was the biggest takeaway that I actually could have be called Tristan. So you could get the whole world to address you like somebody with with a Latina accent would address you. Tristan. Tristan. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Except Tristiano. So Tristan <laughs> Harris, who is the center of like humane technology, which I think was hilarious. Yeah. Um, that was uh, my biggest and, takeaway. An oxymoron within a company title. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my key point. Uh, but anyway, continue. I know, I, 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 I'm just oh, I, I don't think I was continuing, but I will say that, uh, <laughs> I just thought I wanted to pause there. I, 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 I watched the show. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I also feel the same way as you as I've been quite aware that one of those, what's the common saying that if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Yes. So basically, people are like, oh, this is this thing I can use. It. I can connect with my friends from school. I can post post pictures and I can message people. I don't have to pay a cent. It's fantastic. That's because you are what's being sold. You are being sold to advertisers and they say, we've got this person. We know everything about them. We know when they scroll through a newsfeed, they know that we stop to pause a little bit longer on pictures of shoes. So let's hit them with, with we shoes. Yeah, we, we know this. And I, so I personally, I, I very, very rarely use Facebook. But I actually did just for after watching, watching actually rewatching Social Dilemma. I figured, you know what, I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to update my my Facebook profile picture. I noticed that. Yeah. So I went. I found a, a recent picture of myself and my daughter. It was yeah. very cute. I put it up there. And you know what? That little ding. That little. You've got a notification. It's someone else going. Oh, oh yeah. I really like your photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking works. It hits you like really? there's a little dopamine rush of like, oh, someone's seen me and my daughter, and they've they've said that they really like it, and like. And straight away, I'm like, I, I get, I get why this is a, why people are addicted to Facebook yeah. because yeah. That, it's a little bit of validation. And to me, it was like that was the first time I had posted anything on Facebook in six months. Yeah. But straight away, I'm like, oh, I, I see why this is something people would want to do. And then you got people that post like multiple times a day, and I hear stories about people that you know they post a picture on Instagram, and then after three hours, oh, they've only got fifty likes. Oh, that that one's failed. They'll have to delete it because they can't have a, a post that hasn't got enough likes. They'll post they post a new post and like, oh, this one gets a thousand, so they'll leave that one up. And it's a constant validation. It's like you're no longer yourself anymore. You are just selling a perception of yourself, a it's completely a false perception you of yourself. That, but you're a self-confident kind of guy. I always view you as a self-confident kind of guy. I am, but I, I still care I, about that stuff. No, but and no, normally I don't. But recently, yeah, like I said, on the weekend, updated my picture, and I was like, 
It's kind of nice seeing these people that I hardly know going, oh, look at Adam with his daughter. What a lovely photo. Isn't that nice? You'd be the complete opposite, right? No, no, I, I acknowledge the dopamine hit. It's just that you you know it's coming. So I know what it's doing to me because I, on Instagram, oh, that's sweet, sweet Instagram. Really? I was like, crap. Yeah, it's just that I know it's crap. Are you Instagram? Yeah, yeah, I Instagram. But, but I say that, I Instagram. The last post I think I put up was um, a picture of um, Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> Basically demanding, well, as, as, as Cornholio, yep. demanding for TB at the beginning of COVID. Uh-huh. So um, it would have been a while. Before that, it was when I met Coolio um, 18 <laughs> months ago. So I don't get into it a lot. But the, the point is that when like I Coolio, do... Like the oh, yeah. Standing yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. We go into that next About my fourth <laughs> picture Here on Instagram is, is me with Coolio. Sorry, yeah. yes. <laughs> Coolio is the hero of the week. He's... <laughs> He, he's my hero of my life. Right? He's the hero of my entire life. But the thing is, like, I, it's not. I'm not immune to it. I just know what it is. Right, if that okay. makes sense. And so, I, it's still. I don't post a lot on social media. Part of that is because I know. Yeah. I know when I do, it's like that fucking like rolls in, and it's mm. like, oh, give me that sweet, sweet fucking yeah. dopamine. Yes. Get in. Yeah, and it's hacking the wrong system, right? Because dopamine's all this short-term reward shit, whereas like, oxytocin's the long-term. Yeah, like when you get 12 likes on one of your LinkedIn posts, well, I, I, and you I, I, call I, I, me, you're like, call me up. You're like, Adam, guess true. what? I've gone viral. It's happening. This is finally happening. He has been living How do we, how do we commercialize this? That's son in jest. Yeah, I was going to say, the only thing that was I... It the only thing, well, the, I, honestly, I post things on, on LinkedIn. I just do it because I find... I think LinkedIn is actually quite an interesting... Um, platform for ideas, and I post things. Yes. I actually don't really. I, I'm more interested in the likes. Don't give me a hit at all. I'm just more interested in, like if I post something that it's actually hitting some sort of like a thought process that people have. Do people feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't validate any feelings. Versus, I don't feel like Instagram. I mean, for some people it is. For me, Instagram isn't a vain thing. It's just a place to post some business stuff and see what people think. I, I don't. Yeah, I, Instagram or LinkedIn? Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. I don't post on Instagram. I don't. I mean, I think I used to be on yes. Facebook. I never really got in, in, into Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I went through a shit time last year, mm. and that made me really question the platform of Facebook because it just became this place where everyone's lives were amazing, and I was yeah. not in that place. And I was just like, Facebook kind of sucks. And I sort of stopped just present. You'll have a look. I haven't posted anything on Facebook for. A year and a half, you know, because I just uh, it doesn't interest me, and I do not miss it one no, single. No. Once you bit. stop doing it, I like being on there and seeing yeah. what some people are doing, yes. and I use it for our internal betting competition as well, <laughs> of course, and I'll never change that. But I have no interest in like, like, like it just doesn't. I don't need any validation through that. Well, it's what Absolutely. they say about Facebook is it's people's highlights reel. It's a highlights reel, and so everyone that's looking at someone go, God, look how successful they are. Look how beautiful they are. Oh, look at their beautiful families. Look at their travel they're always doing. Oh, the, and, and you compare yourself to that. And this is the problem with social media is it actually makes everyone looking on feel less adequate. It's an inadequacy thing, exactly. And I think you know the the, the documentary did. Kind of, you know, they, they, they did sort of reference that, you know, with the girl. They did that um, very well. Obviously, yeah. like, yeah. feeling like she's being bullied and he was feeling inadequate because, you know, that, that was some of the, that was some crazy shit. Like, they also showed the very predatory ways that they kept people coming back to the place. Exactly. Like, oh, it's like, uh, yeah, if we, like, they, 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 it basically had a personification of the algorithm that yes. tries to catch your attention. Yes. That was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and though, even though that it's a computer program and it happens in, in, in microseconds, they had a, an actor playing out this algorithm that said, okay, 
we know that he's interested in this person because we know how long he's spent looking at their posts and things like that. Yes. Let's let's just ping him with a little bit of a a, a like or a, or a message or a friend request. Made you feel like it was more intentional because it was the dude from Mad Men doing it. So you felt well, I mean, he's maybe a, he really is nice. He's Maybe a sleazy he really guy. It, 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 it fit the role for a, a sleazy algorithm trying to catch your attention. I honestly think they fed all of the script lines for Pete Campbell from Mad Men into an AI <laughs> and went, okay, just do what he would do. Um, and, that's, and that's what's going on. But, but in all seriousness, what that documentary did so well was the personification of this thing because yeah. the reality is that we like to think, this is what's so insidious about this by its nature, right? Is that we? It's really good when evil has a clear face. Yeah, this right? is not a person it's doing like, this. It's like, oh, something, someone stomped on a puppy. That's a terrible fucking person. But this, all it is, all it is. She's just going to get you to put your political biases down on one side <laughs> for, for a moment, Tristan. Is that essentially it's just it's 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 very clean and simple, and it's a very difficult kind of evil to articulate, and I think that's what they did. It's an mm. algorithm with no conscience. Yeah, that's true. That's that's it. It's just a machine crunching huge amounts of data exactly. and, and it, then just reaching you in that in yes. your most vulnerable. But, and that's the thing, the way they've set out, and this is this is the bit where it's like, it's no it's no harm, no foul on the people who've created this. It's just about going, but it's, it's fucked, now we have to change it. Yeah. Because they didn't design the algorithm to fuck with people. It's that you gave any algorithm that you give an objective, yeah. it will find any way to that objective. Yeah. So it, it operates. So increase engagement, and then it yes. just finds the most insidious ways to do that. Because an algorithm operates like a psychopath. Yeah. It does not take into account how it might be hurting people on the way to its objective. Of course. And so it's not like the evil puppy stamping or whatever it is. Uh, it, what it is, yeah. like, like I'm saying, it's yeah. like obviously yeah, evil. Yeah, yeah. What it is is something that I think they, they put – it. Basically, you just plugged in and said, um, we're going to give you 10 trillion data points, and what we want is engagement growth and advertising dollars. It sounds like our and uh, Japan market strategy. And yes, 100%. <laughs> and there's no limit on how you would go about getting that to, to the algorithm. It's like algorithm, by any means necessary, Yeah. go and get us these objectives. And surprise, surprise, we found it ourselves after years of data points the way. that fucking yeah. with people and fucking with their minds and fucking with their emotions was the best way to do that. Yeah. And so it wasn't set out with evil intention. No, they, they were very, they said that in the documentary, they were like, Absolutely. we don't believe this was set out to, yes. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like the one person was intentionally trying to do this. Yes. They're just trying to make money. That's right. And so it's just understanding, it's going back and going, okay, so this is something that wasn't, it's not about a witch hunt for the people the, who created it. It's about recognising we created something that is going horribly wrong. Yeah, the algorithm's broken and so, it's destructive and, yeah, and needs to be changed. Yes, Terminator 2 it's was made when? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So long ago. Yeah, they didn't know they were going to bring on the apocalypse. He was just at home with his family. And then what's-her-face rocks in, steals her, take, takes the them, takes them to the house, to the to the corporate building, and he has to blow himself up with okay. the... So, so we're getting yeah, we're getting deeply into the Sorry. specifics yeah. of, of a confused of a James set, Cameron movie of a confused set of multiple James Cameron <laughs> movies. Is gonna come. What the essence of this for me is the funny thing is it's actually the sci-fi writers of earlier in the century, like back in the, the well, century. Your, your Ray Bradbury's and your Asimov's and your that, yeah. Asimov 
and and well, the the rules of of robotics. The rules about of robotics. First do no harm. Hundred yeah. percent. And we're actually we're we're there now. It didn't land in the way we quite expected it no. to. But it's like you've created an algorithm that doesn't take into account the first rule, which is do no fucking harm to humans. Because it's, it's not an automaton. It's not a robot that goes, I am here to help you. And it's like, you can decide whether or not you're going you're gonna to hurt somebody and help them. It's just a computer crunching squillions of pieces of information. And you've got to put some rules in there to say, exactly. you can't break people down to try and sell them yes. fucking bullshit on Wish.com. Yeah. Okay, you got you, that, that, that. This is a broken right, system. Right, let's not go in on Wish, right? So oh, I've right. got some great purchases off of Wish. <laughs> you're right. Jabba the Hutt G string, you know where to go. <laughs> all right. You've seen me in that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, anyway. We get it. We're at, all right. Let's go back to the documentary for a sec. Yes. Yes. I'm going to bring out some key points we haven't Please. talked about yet. Okay. One, <laughs> in the dramatization <laughs> part of the the drama of, oh, the, yeah. of the documentary. Yeah, yeah. So at some point, they're all sitting at a dinner table. Yeah. The father's black. Yeah. One of the daughters is Asian, yeah. and everyone else is Caucasian. Yeah. That's like sure. Twenty twenty, my friend. It's fine. Okay. Just don't question. I mean, you, you know, that's, it's, it's, that could throw the whole. Families are different. That, that might sense. that might change the algorithm. If this doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's all documentary. Um. I did think that, like, I would like to watch it without the evil music. Oh, like, okay. the music, yeah. that's the, the suspenseful music oh, in the background, yeah. just the okay. whole time you're watching it, you yeah. kind of go, like, you know, he's talking about, like, it tracking your data. It's like, yeah, yeah, I've made this pitch to many of my clients before, but just not with the evil music in the background. Like, do you need a new Put it with happy music. Yeah, yeah we're, we're tracking you. We know exactly what they're doing, and we're going to target them with your ads. It's like the guy is playing in the background. All of a sudden, you realise the documentary. Well, you left our bay, friends. All of a sudden, you realise the documentary is manipulating your emotions as much as the social network is. You're like, damn it. Documentary goes full circle. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I have it in my mind. I, I am not going to. I do think that part of this documentary did make me feel there's an there is some agenda here. There is an anti. Obviously, it's anti, you know, the big, they're all ex-Facebook, Instagram, etc. There's an agenda here. This guy's the center of humane technology, like, and I like what they're doing. Yes. And I'm not denying what they're saying isn't true. Yeah. But there was definitely, there was no, you know, there's no talk in this documentary, for example, of the positives of some of the social. There are some positives out there. There are. Yeah, sure. We enjoy, we enjoy being on there. We enjoy sharing things with friends and family. Yeah. There are a lot of. For marketing, it's great to get ads that are actually relevant to you. So there are some positives. Yeah, there. If you so could keep the politics out of it, the upside, the, the advertising thing, is I don't get bullshit out of it. I find the scariest that. thing yeah. here is the polarization yeah. of the world. Yeah. And, you know, they even referenced the Truman Show in the series where they said, yeah. you know, why hasn't Truman tried to, you know, question where he lives? It's because you don't question yeah. his world, the reality yes. that you're given, right? Yeah. I don't think that was exact words, but you get my point. Yeah. So, and that's very true. And I was saying that. And that's the scariest part. We're well, we seeing... see that in Google. If you put on all your exactly. private settings and Google something, the same thing again, you're going to see a totally Starting different different. set of results. Yeah. So we're seeing it. It's just unfortunate it's reality. So that's, and that's like, and I didn't, also in the documentary, didn't hear any real-time solutions except for like, we've got to kind of stop this, yeah. like blah, blah, yes. blah. Yes, it's all about money. Um, we've got to stop being about money. We need to regulate. Yeah. I, I, we need to see some proactive, and maybe like, you know, you need to dive a bit into this human technology, but I also don't think that guy's doing that stuff for free either. Yes. So, you know. Um, and, and, and the one thing I'd say on that too is that there Tristan. was almost, yeah, Tristan. Yeah. Um, give, give me some runway, Tristan. Tristan. Yeah. And so, um, one of the things about it was that it was a bit, and, and 
you can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to say they're just going to get better and better at this, so we have to do this over here. And it's absolutely true that something of this nature needs some regulation. That's absolutely true. But they did seem to be a bit nihilistic about humanity's capability to unplug from this stuff. Yeah. Because one of the solutions that happened for my life was very simple. Unplug. I didn't have to delete my accounts. I didn't have to do it dramatically. It's just actively spend more of your life in the fucking real world. But maybe that's the nature. purpose of this documentary. I get no, yeah. but, but they don't specifically say that at the end. It's a bit like they're just going to get better and better at hooking you that's in. That's true. Which paints humanity as the victim. Yeah. And it's like, yes, but you have the power to put this thing down in any one point in time. And I just... Well, let me ask you and this. I, and I get that the, the, the agenda of the documentary was more around trying to trigger things that need to happen, like regulation. But there's a degree to which they need to be saying to people, like straight to camera, you can put down your fucking phone, get out in nature, go for a walk with your kids, engage with your spouse. And they never said that. It's going to be way better. But is that, gonna... is that because you, the sense of humane technology, I was thinking this when I was driving yeah. here tonight, yes. are they coming up with some social media platform that promises not to on-sell data, that promises, is there some sort of yeah. human... You Maybe know, the solution is going to come in the social dilemma too. Do we, because one really cynical way to look at this is Netflix is just the, another it's it's just another media. social media. Yeah. Like you need to log in, you've yeah. got to connect. They go, they they record every single thing you do, every media. single thing you watch. They say, oh, you you enjoy social media. dilemma. Perhaps you'd also enjoy these yeah. movies. Yeah. It's just it's another form of data collection. And so you say, cynically, you can look at it and go. Well, by watching this movie, I'm still contributing to the whole you know problem. The, you know in the second Matrix movie when he meets the It's architect, a Matrix within a Matrix, and it's like, and, holy and, oh shit. My God, we're in the he, says it in the, he says it in that totally pompous way, yep. but, it, but what he is basically saying is we crafted a system outside of the system to contain the anomaly. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. It's basically what you're saying. I don't even know where we are anymore. Yeah, yeah. but but you needed to say ergo <laughs> if you wanted to be like. I should have said ergo. Yeah. I I'd say okay. Let's 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 wrap let's it up. Quid pro. Quid pro quo. That's right. But I feel like one thing I do feel is like it does scare shit out of me for my children. Like yeah. there's just yes. so much ability for them to reach my children now. My children are on YouTube. They're all that stuff is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two is there was extremisms used in this documentary. So like oh. you know. And also, they were using the USA as an example, which is as a fear-based society as we see it. We've seen it. If you've ever been to the US, they are they are a shock. Their news is shock value. It's yes. fear-based. Yes. Podcasts they listen to in the US, they talk about stuff, which I'm like, are you actually genuinely care? It's just stuff like we're a different society. I'm not saying we're not susceptible to this stuff, yes. but the USA is particularly susceptible yes. to that based on their population, their polarisation. Well, and their, their social contract has basically been broken as a society for some time. Exactly. And at yeah. one point, one of the guys even said, you know, as an example, this is happening around the world, blah, blah, blah. Australia is imploding, you know, to scary music. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. it's not really exactly the same yeah. polarisation that we're seeing in the US. So it was, yeah. you know, if you're in the US, you're thinking, oh, this is happening everywhere. Well, not, it is, but not to not the same level. Yes. Um, so I just think, it, you know, there has to be a little asterisk here. Yes. You know, but I did have colleagues come saying, oh, I'm scared the shit out of me. I'm like, but you knew this. You know this. No, people don't. And it didn't stop them. You know what? On people, social media. Yeah, that's true too. You know? And my wife watched the whole thing kind of with one eye while she was on the phone. Yeah. But, and yeah. yeah, yeah People, I don't think people do know. I don't think people don't maybe really not. understand the extent of it, yeah. of how much they're being manipulated and controlled by these programs. Like, the, I was reading recently, uh, New York University School of Business, 
said that there has been a 189% increase in depression and anxiety amongst preteen girls since 2011, which is the advent of social media, and a 151% increase in suicide. This is a situation where people are judging themselves against an impossible standard. That this, 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 what do we call this uh, reel that no one can possibly compete with. And, and, and it's, it's not it's not just people putting up pictures of how happy they are. It's being able to manipulate their own photos, to put on filters, Facetune. Some there, there was a, a thing that said thirty nine percent of girls and young women aged eleven to twenty one felt upset they couldn't look the way they do online in real life because everyone these days is running Facetune algorithms when they post a picture to Instagram. They are fixing blemishes. They're yeah. adjusting filters yeah. just to make make themselves look better, and then they feel depressed because that, that's not actually even them. And they recognize this, and if the whole thing's broken, but it works because they get more likes that way, and they get more engagement that way. Well, my wife is a psychologist, and she sees this. You know, she yeah. sees this well, she more and more as it comes Particularly up, you in know? young people. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I think I will say, it's closing remarks. Yeah. I think we should just quickly close here. There's a place for social media in the world. I think we need to be particularly careful about how it impacts kids and being really mindful about how much time we also spend on ourselves. Yeah, I, a beautiful summary and then sorry, you're adding a bit of regulation. I was, I was just checking my Facebook. What, what did you say? <laughs> a couple of likes. Uh, quick wrap up. Um, also the dudes who are playing with the guys inside the computer or whatever inside the Facebook. Or any of those dudes in the Rick and Morty episode where they're inside and they need to be trapped. You know, they're trapped. And then the, the guy pushed the button. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, we're free. Yeah. Push the button. And yeah. Push the oh, button. yeah. It's like <laughs> when, some, when someone's the giant yeah. Akira monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're free. And that's what we said. No work talk. <laughs> and the bird comes in. Boom. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I think uh, yeah, it's good. And, uh, and I think like if it's, gonna, if it's going to be that kind of documentary which makes yes. people think about it, then, then great. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's better for people to watch it than not because it'll educate them more than it'll do so. But obviously, so watch you know, it, people. take it all. But watch yeah. it, but take it with a grain I think everyone should watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was a serious conversation. And now, it's not so serious, let's talk about my family adventures. COVID. We're going to experiment with a little COVID travel adventures, boys. Um, I had an, well, actually, I had an envision, but I love, you know, you guys know I work in tourism. Yeah, you worked in tourism. <laughs> <laughs> um, the industry formerly known as tourism. <laughs> so I thought, uh, I thought I'd create a new little section called COVID travel adventures. Talk about where I've been. Yeah. By all means, you guys feel free anytime you go anywhere, please. Just give us a heads up before we record and let's talk about I've it. I've got a trip to another dimension coming up. <laughs> no problem. Boom. I like that. Let's come back. I took my family to Canberra. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. It's twice I've been there in the space of two months. I really want to travel, don't you? It's like You've anywhere. Go somewhere. Right? You've got to go somewhere. You know, I, remember, I remember a Canberra travel marketing campaign some some time ago that just basically said, well, you've got to go somewhere, anywhere, why not us? Canberra, fucking A. <laughs> I missed it so much that before we left, I got Lindy just to, like, put a bunch of alcohol in the garage. That's my lounge. You know, just oh, yeah. I'm going to the lounge before we leave. Yeah. Um, Canberra, <laughs> it's on its way to the snow. 
Yeah, yeah. You're in the you're in the garage flipping a toasty like you're in the airport lounge. Get in. So Lily's there with a tray of really small glasses of Bailey's. True story. Would you like to sample this one, sir? Very true story. Once when I went to uh, I think we went up to Queensland and we were in the lounge yep. and I ordered baby chino for uh, for Kobe's Qantas lounge yeah. and the guy actually thought it was a, a small serving of a cappuccino. And he had this tiny little sort of like cappuccino in a small glass that said to the guy, um, dude, like, you know, a baby chino isn't actually coffee thing. It was like a Spanish guy. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought, I thought it was a bit confusing that, you know, you wanted to order this for your son. And like, I'm not giving my three-year-old coffee. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so, so disappointed. This isn't Barcelona. <laughs> I'm, I'm so disappointed this didn't turn into a story where it was like 20 minutes later and, and a three-year-old getting coffee. some coffee. Yeah. My... Yeah. Now three-year-old seems to want to drink coffee. Anyway, I'm going to give you my top ten points. Yep. Feel free to comment on them. One, a third of the trip to Canberra is just taken up on the M5. Yep. Just getting out of Sydney. Oh, yeah. Until you get to the turn-off. Yeah. Until you get to the turn-off. I mean... You got there in a third. That's pretty good. <laughs> God bless our government who envisioned, oh, Sydney's not a growing city, so we'll just make that tunnel two lanes. Yeah. Just, I mean, if there's so ever just been... Just on the yay like, side of the airport. Right? <laughs> yay yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. airport. Yeah. Oh, God. The pile-up. Oh, um, before yeah. you ask me, no, we didn't go to Questacon because it's all hands-on, so COVID stops that from happening. Oh, it's like Sizzler. <laughs> it's killed Questacon. <laughs> you had to mention Sizzler. Um, when you drive into Canberra, there's nothing better than seeing Parliament House. I still love that building. You see it. It's the centre of Australia. I love it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I really love it. I just so love it. Coming down North Bourne. There it is. There it is with its all. It was built in 88 and it still looks futuristic. Hmm. And it's funny, it's one of those buildings which really stands out. And you go to lots of other countries and you go, well, where's your parliament building? It's just like, it's like you're building. standing on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bunker. Yeah, I like it. I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, for, we went to Old Parliament House, um, which is now the uh, Australian Democracy Museum. Oh, yeah. And, like, we literally, I mean, I tried all else just to not go in it. But it was, like, it was free. And... From the documentary claiming the end of democracy to the Democracy Museum. The Free Band Podcast. Once we've again, gone, full we've gone full circle. What, 180? 180. <laughs> Tell me more about this museum. Uh, oh, okay, so it's, um, it's free. Yeah, it's right. that. That's it's great for a family of four. Very democratic. Um, it's actually awesome because you actually walk through the old offices of the of the Prime Minister, oh, you know, the cabinet cool. building, and they've set it up. They haven't changed it, so it's all yes. the old school wooden like walls. They've got me of that Simpsons episode where they go to the box factory. That's all I can think of. <laughs> there was a room exactly like that. And they've got like they've actually got like all the little offices set up with like the way it would have been. So they've got like the old school TVs. They've got like ashtrays with cigarettes. I mean there's cigarettes everywhere. Yeah. And then you get to go into the old Prime Minister's um office. They've got to go to the cabinet room. Oh, that's it's just it's just very funky and eighties. It's very very fun. It's like the pom carpet. It's, like, it's the a bad carpet. It sounds like it's the Pompeii of democratic. Um, a little houses yeah. in the sense it's been preserved exactly the way. Exactly how it was. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Cigarette butts and all. This is exactly how it was when we yeah. moved up the hill. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. It's very good. Um, there's a room which is just dedicated to the history of typewriters. Oh, wow. <laughs> Think about that. Like, my kids are like, what is this? nothing more democratic <laughs> than a typewriter. Yeah, think about it. My kids don't know what a typewriter is. They've never seen such a thing. Yeah. Um, also, just very side, big side note, I got latched onto one of those, like, just as one of those really friendly country families that were just so excited to be there. And, like, yeah. I caught the eye with the father. He's like, how good is this, huh? I'm like, it's yeah. Like dad like, from the castle. How about it, kids? Typewriters. Just kept following me around with 
Every time he's got a bit of time on his go. Oi, oi, big smoke. <laughs> what do you reckon about <laughs> this one, eh? Imagine, like, Gough Whitlam just walking through here. I'm like, oh, mate. Hey, mate. Hey, Tristan. Dale dug a hole. <laughs> this one's filling up with water. Oh, I like the time. Dale dug a hole. Uh, the toilet's in there. Also, like, are weird because you go to the men's toilet. Are these also frozen in time or is there been updates? <laughs> well, the men's toilet has, like, <laughs> they have this wall. In there. <laughs> if you can imagine, like, an angled wall, there's no actual, like, roof between the men. Like, you can't see into the women's bathroom, but there's, it's this weird, like, not quite full wall, so you can hear the women in the bathroom and you're on It's just oh, a bit strange. Oh, right, yeah. Not I a fan. I was about to wonder why you were looking for a view into the women's no, bathroom. No, I wasn't. Um, I definitely oh. wasn't. Uh, number five, we did the drive along all the embassies again because I wanted to show the kids. That's actually super cool. The buildings are still oh, see, as I didn't you remember. Even know that was a thing. You've never done the embassy drive in Canberra. No, I haven't done it since I was quite young. No, right, mate, I go, to, I, I go to Canberra for the Groove and the Moo Festival each year that it exists. <laughs> Definitely and was my spending weekends getting deeply inebriated at the uh, at the at the Adina on Northbourne. Shout out! Oh yeah, the Adina. Yeah, yeah, love it. Great hotel. Yeah, uh, apartment. Next to the, next to the, the pavilion. pavilion. Yeah. Great place to get free festival smash. Uh, I, that's, you know what, in another lifetime. It's a good time. Uh, do it. The USA has the massive embassy on the hill, which just says, fuck you. Guys in sunglasses out the front. The China has the one with the, you know, the Chinese roofs. New Zealand just looks fucking boring. The UK looks boring. The Papua New Guinea one looks like a Papua New Guinean hut. Oh, really? That's yeah. pretty cool. The Japanese one looks pretty cool. South African one. So this is like the castle in Mushroom Kingdom. This <laughs> is like a big pipe out the front. Yes. A little rainbow road racetrack oh, around it. Any time Shinzo Abe wants to visit, he just pops up the pipe. <laughs> like popping into the Olympics. Welcome to the embassy. <laughs> um, and we were doing that. A kangaroo popped over the road. So that was awesome. Uh, yeah, you get that oh, in Canberra. That's yeah. great. Um, we and firecrackers. Uh, that firecrackers, that was my number seven point. We've seven. got no porn. We've got no fireworks. Did, did, um, you, did you drive through Fishwick? Or no, we didn't. There's your problem. I'm saying we didn't do it. I think, that, I think that's all shut down now. That was that, that was back in the late it. 90s. We used to drive to Canberra to buy fireworks. Or, the internet came in. Yes. The porn industry just... <laughs> <laughs> um... The Canberra-born industry. Yet another, yet another victim of the internet. We like, did the thing. Well worth the three hours drive. <laughs> Faster than dial-up. We did the thing where you, um, where you go, oh, let's have a quick look at how much property costs here. And you oh, just, yeah, you know, shut it to you. Yeah, you wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to point six, we went out to an, a nature reserve, like out in about 45 minutes out of the city. We're supposed to see animals and platypuses, and we did not see one bloody thing. At that one point, I thought we saw a bandicoot, and I was like, and the kids like, "What's that?" I'm like, well, "I think that's a bandicoot, kids." And then like Rats, this other guy said, "That's a bush rat." A bush rat. <laughs> that's not yeah. a, this place is lousy with them, mate. Oh, I love everything about that. That's just a fucking bush rat. <laughs> um, uh, on the Sunday night, my uh, my mate and I we went out to get the dinner and the drinks. Uh, we were at the hotel and we went to Braddon, which is the funky area, and we had felt like we were about double the age of anyone oh, else in there. I, hate that. I love I love that area though. Well, oh, it's a beautiful area. Good cafes, yeah. good restaurants. Um, on a serious night, man, it's just such a beautiful city. Like I really think it is a good city. Like the open air, the playgrounds, the greenery, the space. The wide lanes. Yeah. How, just... The whole city's designed, <gasps> you know? It's not like add-on upon add-on like the inner west. It's, it's so just good. like big, yeah, like you say, big lanes. You can get anywhere, roundabouts as far as I can see. Yeah, you know? Well, you know, they're all public servants. 
I feel like none of them were affected by COVID. I just become a Canberra Raiders fan. I just yep. like it. So you just get into it. Yeah. Go to the Raiders game Honestly, on the weekend. I think I think they're they're an A League team away from me considering living there. Uh, so they had a soccer team. If they had an A League team, which they should have. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever yep. been there yep. in the winter? Yeah. yeah. They're going to drink in the Moon Festival. It's the beginning mm. of winter. Fucking love the cold. No. Uh, and then the final point was we went to a Canadian bar and restaurant called Caribou in Kingston. Nice. And we had mac and cheese ball pizza. Um, and That's fried. Okay. Apparently, Canadian food is just fried everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, hi, welcome to the Canadian restaurant, eh? Um, <laughs> do you want some food, eh? There's some, some girl who lives in Ainsley. He's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, come on in, guys. Um, hey. He's like, do you have anything that's not fried? And it's like, no, man. I was like, all right, well, I got some Tic Tacs in my purse. <laughs> um, we had the chip, what's the chips and gravy and the cheese? Protein. Protein. Yeah. Yeah. Clamato juice, did get a Clamato juice? No, I have got some Canadian beers. I don't know. What a Molson? Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's the only one I know. Yeah. But it's, Canadian, it's like, it's genuinely a Canadian. Okay. It's actually, it was really cool. Were you served by someone in a Mountie outfit? No, but I thought she was coming on to me, and then I realized she was just really friendly to everybody. Oh, so okay. maybe it's just the Canadian way. Disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing. But, it would be uh, hard to know who's flirting with you in, in a place so friendly. I also have been out of the game for so long, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, look, overall, it's great for the family. I would not know if I'd be rushing there with my, my loved one, if I'm, you know, a loved up couple without kids. Yeah. And it's fun for something. But for family, it's family bloody family. awesome. Yeah. Overall value. Yeah. We've got a review system for our Travel Adventures show. I'm giving it eight Griswold out of ten. So good. As a family. So good. You're starting at eight. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, anything anything better than Canberra go, is yeah. going to squeeze in between. Because is that eight out of 20 or it's eight out of 10, isn't it? It's a COVID travel adventure. Okay. If we go to talk about okay. like COVID international travel adventures. So is this somewhere we have to be able to drive to? Can you break down some of the rules of COVID travel adventures? Uh, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. If I want to like <laughs> clock the Griswold charts, where am I heading here? Am I getting uh, in the car and driving uh, to Port Stevens? Uh, outside of Sydney Basin. Okay. Can we call Great. it that? I like it. So that's the. Brooklyn Bridge up north. Yep. That really windy part when you're coming down to Wollongong. I think yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Honestly, at this point, we're getting needlessly Anything south of waterfall. But, um, <laughs> but once again, Tristan is throwing the grading curve with his first, his first grade. <laughs> Anytime you're stuck on the M5 for five minutes and you get out of it, you're currently out of the That's right. That's right. Out of That's right. Out of That's right. Ten, I love Canberra. And honestly, you're going to go and have a weekend in the Hunter Valley. You're going to have a much better time. At Done it. Did that in June. Yeah. Right. What did that get out of? How many Griswolds was that? Probably an eight as well. Sorry. <laughs> the Hunter Valley in Canberra. Same. Uh, yeah, how many wineries did you visit in true? Canberra, mate? Just, just so you know, listeners, the look on his face is, is regret already because he knows. Tell me again about how great old Parliament House Shut was. Up. Let's go. <laughs> video games. <laughs> All, right, All right, boys, let's talk a little video games. Video games, video games, always our most serious segment because we take it very seriously. But this week. I think we've all been pretty fucking slack when it comes to video games, so it's going to be a pretty short one. Well, I spent all my free time watching The Social Dilemma. So. He did, he did. So, no no, no video game updates from you, Aaron? Uh, nothing from me. Didn't even turn Luigi on, mate. Sorry to say. So, so the, the, <laughs> status, the status of Luigi's Mansion remains. Remains. Level 11, four to go. Not, not quite there. So, for me, I've been uh, in the retro but not retro world of Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. Uh, and my key notes on this thus far are it Game is over. it is delightful. Yeah, it's a good pick up and put down. 
which I'm enjoying at the moment because there's a bit going on in life. So it's it's nice to be able to just pick something up, play a couple of levels, put it down, pick something up. Yeah. Because I love an epic. You know, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn. That was one of the early ones I was, and that just that just sucks you in, and you just have to play it all. the Just time. playing this game briefly before we were started recording tonight, I don't feel like it's on the same mental level as as. Uh... Not even yeah. slightly. Not even slightly. And the next game I'm intending after this will be the Final Fantasy VII remake, and that's oh, just wow. going to absorb me completely. So this is just good pick up, put down. Is um, Final Fantasy VII remake because it's like the best one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and they're rem- remaking it in three games, so it's the remake of the first third of the game. Right. Okay. Yeah, but the first third of the game has now been turned into a 50-hour epic. Right. Um, but yeah, back to Crash Bandicoot. So delightful, good for a pick up, pick, put, um, a pick up and put down. Um, it's a really loving homage to the original, as far as I'm concerned. You know, they have turned it into a modern game in terms of music and the look and feel of it, but it's still a Crash game. Yeah. It's still uh, a, a bit of a fun platformer. Um, it's brutal in moments. Like there's segments where you're just like, oh my god, I'm never going to get through this segment. I feel like um, I missed the I, like. Because you're a bit younger than us, Phil. I am, yes. I feel like maybe... Did we miss Crash? Was we it missed of... Crash. Yeah. We definitely... We, we, we were on Mario, Banjo-Kazooie, Raymond, uh, that sort of thing. So we, you I were, don't think we ever... You were starting to tap out when the PS1 came through. Yeah. Well, no, I, the PS1 came in, and yeah, I, I played PS1 because I played Tony Hawk. But I was oh, I, I was yeah. a Nintendo guy at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if so, you were going to play a Nintendo-like game, it was going to be on Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you came to PS1, it was to play the Tony Hawk's or Tony the Hawk. Tenchu's or... Yeah, the Tenchu Stealth yeah. Assassin, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 your racing games, the car games were always big, yeah. always great on the PS1. Yeah. Um, but no, never played Crash. And I think you've sort of nailed that in a sense that Crash Bandicoot was PlayStation's original attempt or one of the early attempts to be a bit like a Nintendo style of game. And they did a good job of that. I think I played Crash Team Racing. That was like a Mario Kart Oh, good fun. Good yeah. fun, but still not as good as Mario Kart. Because okay. nothing is. Nothing will be. No, nothing will be. That's right. But um, but in general, like they did a good job of the original of the original series. It was a good game on 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 PlayStation, and um, it's just good bit of fun. And they've added time bending into this, which adds a whole other dynamic. So I'm mm-hmm. just enjoying. I'm enjoying a bit of simple gaming. Yeah. Rather than having to get super super. Yeah, I think, I think I think I think the issue I have with like platformers is I find uh, maybe I just don't find platformers deep enough anymore. Like yep. I yep. feel like. But then again, I find some games just like completely uh, uh, too, much. too deep. Yeah, and I just don't care about the story too much anymore. Yep. Um, yeah, I've never hit skip scene faster than when I was playing the racing Zelda game because it was so big. I'm like, I don't have time yeah. to work out yeah. the entire background of these characters. I just want to get to the next level. And yeah, a lot of those like almost those. Are... Those story adventure games are massive now where it's all about the plot. It's all yes, about the, like... I hear that Zelda is a, has an amazing story, really yeah. in-depth, multiple levels and time and yeah. amnesia and all kinds of things. Couldn't tell you one thing that happened yeah. to it. Yeah. I just wanted to get to the next boss. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, the original developer of the Crash Bandicoot series, Naughty Dog, who didn't make this one, they're, oh. they're the ones who made Uncharted, yeah. which is all about story. Sure. Um, and cinematics and all that sort of stuff. And, like, basically, like, it's an adventure movie turned into a game. And mm. then Last of Us, which is, like, the really kind of deep, that's really good. deep and that. twisted emotional yeah. kind of storytelling. Incredible games. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just a good bit of lighthearted fun. But it does make me laugh that Crash Bandicoot, like, as a mascot and as a character, doesn't really have anything going on behind, other than you can imagine a marketing team in the late 90s going, what the kids like? Well, they like sneakers. 
genes, <laughs> and we'll give him the eyes and like like as a character, he does look like he was formed by committee. Um, yeah. And but they made a good game out of it. Yeah, true. So yeah, because the thing for me always like Sonic always looked like he was formed by committee, and we watched that documentary recently where basically he was. But like nobody, nobody thought to themselves, you know what kids are really gonna love? It's a fat red suited Italian plumber. And I don't yeah, know. Nintendo just made it work. The Japanese just do some great things. They just get it. They just get it. Speaking of Sonic, my, you know, I have talked previously in past episodes about my son's, uh, I'll now call it, I'm, I'm, I'm quite comfortable calling it an, an addiction to Fall Guys now. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and he's in season two now. He's, so in, he's re- in season two. Re- but reciting itself. One of the fun things, which is like a homage to like, you know, us like retro gamers is that you can choose, like you can buy, you know, costumes, you can use your things to buy costumes. Yeah. One of the setups was uh, one of the costumes that came out this week was a Sonic the Hedgehog costume. Oh, nice. And I had to argue about my child didn't want it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're fucking didn't. buying it. Yeah, he's you're like, fucking what is buying this? that. Yeah. It's like, no, daddy, we can find something else. And he wants to buy some crappy thing which doesn't do anything. Yeah. You're buying that. So he forced, I forced him to. Yeah, he it. wanted like a Nick Jonas suit or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, a K pop. Get out of here. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So on that, I'm actually having arguments with my son. It's actually, I, I'm both annoyed and excited at the fact that, like, my son and I, my six year old son and I are now fighting over, like, He'll tell me the, what I've the done. The right way to play a game. Right now. And this isn't just yeah. glitching. Tell me about my technique. And I'm like, hang on a second, Kobe. I thought we were friends. I thought <laughs> we both wanted to succeed here. Yeah. Like, well, you're not. And, he's, <laughs> and, and, and he's, at me. You're not playing the PlayStation. It's my PlayStation. You can't play it. And he's looking at you dead set in the eyes going, that wasn't the deal. He's exactly right. <laughs> he's getting to me. So I, um, so I, that's you the thought, You thought wrong, Dad. <laughs> This was not about love. This was never about love. My wife just looks at me. She's like, just shaking her head. Like, how are you arguing with a six-year-old? And he's your son. Like, let him have this one, dude. Yeah. Um, But all the more reason that he needs to know what's what. Exactly. I'm the dad. Uh, Just before we wrap up. um, I'm the dad. Reviews of Mario Kart Live Circuit came out this week. Um, which oh, yeah. is the like you know the actual model yeah, yeah, the one they put the camera on and, and I guess it's, are we excited by this oh, the least. I mean it looks like a fucking disaster um, it even got a 7 out of 10 which is like you can imagine the technology and things to get like to get I mean I guess they're going to sell it I just can't work out if it's any good or not I can you imagine creating a a racetrack around this shithole Phil I mean like seriously like on it, on honestly it, I mean okay. I mean, I mean <laughs> I mean, subtle digs or, or unsubtle digs about where I live aside. <laughs> if you can't do the puzzle, I feel like the pizza box. I feel like I feel like most of the reviewers have thrown their own grading curve, much like Tristan did with that review um, of his Canberra holiday. But uh, <laughs> but it is one of those ones where you know when you you're looking at the review and you can see it's almost like it's Mario Kart and it's Nintendo. It's so there's so there's great. only so low I can give it, and I'm like just. Like you can hear their tone of voice. It's like just give it the three out of ten it deserves. Yeah, yeah just right. give it it's eight okay. out of ten. It's okay. Much like shut up. We know, <laughs> we know, we know that Nintendo is amazing, but we also Canberra know. Video <laughs> yeah, that's Canberra right. video. It's a Canberra video game. Yeah. We also know that Nintendo created the Wii U, right? When they yeah. fuck up, they fuck up spectacularly. When they get it right, they get it right spectacularly. Yeah, that's true. So just give nice it, balance. Give it the three Done. out of ten it deserves. Done. Yeah. It's a 3 out of 10, but so, they're going to market it as a 7 out of 10. We're never going to play it because who gives a shit. Yeah. And none of us have played it. 
but we're giving it a three out of ten. Yeah, time. but one day maybe we'll give it a shot because someone will buy it and you go, ah, oh, cool. And yeah, like, we, like we did with Guitar minutes. Hero. So, yeah. so in, in <laughs> honour, and though. to any new listeners, our rating system for gaming is Gooigi's. That's yeah. Adam's long-running battle with Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yeah. And so um, we had, none of us have even played it, but we're, I think we're giving the official review. A three. Of Mario Kart yeah. live circuit three, track, whatever it is. So we haven't played three three Luigi's out of ten. ten. Good. Actually, I did read the one thing about the review came out and said, you know, which is a big part of it, the setting up of the track is actually kind of a pain in the ass. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, then it's gone. Yes. If you didn't make that easy, it's yes. yeah. All right. Yep. Um, also, just shout out uh, a, a podcast that you know we enjoy that we kind of they reviewed Among Us a week after we reviewed Among Us, so uh, we're ahead of the curve. Yeah, we are. We beat them to it. We're way ahead of the curve. on top. Sorry. Did they also? Maybe they were busy it? spending their money on their podcast. <laughs> Did they also hate it? Uh, well, they haven't actually done it yet. Oh. Yeah, they're doing on Twitch or something What's like that. I don't know. Okay. So yeah. All right, nice one, guys. Writing up the show, it's usually our Sydney news. Now, I'm skipping Sydney news because I just had something I needed to talk about. Um, it's also a good segue to finish the show, but you actually do have some Sydney news, Phil. Oh, look, it's, it's not Sydney news, it's nationwide news. Wow. Just, you look sad. You look morbid. I, mm. I just, uh, just need a moment of silence. Okay. What is it, Phil? Sizzler is dead. No. The Cobra not, one. The dream, no, no. The Cobra one's been gone for a while. Yeah. The dream is over. What? Mid-November, every sizzler in Australia. No. It's over. Done. Wait, where? Where's the last sizzler? Game over, man. The nearest one to us is Campbelltown. Is it due to to COVID or popularity (laughs) and food quality? (laughs) No, it's COVID. This is like dealing with shit food for 20 years. Let's be clear. The gravy trains run out. Let's be clear. Um, it's not a gravy train, it's a cheese toast train. <laughs> and it's a convergence of all of those things. <laughs> okay. That is, I, it is a perfect storm of terrible food, it is COVID, and being long past its use by date. However, if you think I won't be making one last pilgrimage out oh, yeah. to taste that sweet, sweet cheese when toast. When does it close? Time. I feel like we should do Mid this November. together. Mid-November. We've got a little bit of time. Well, I've got a birthday in November. Maybe that could be a forty-first. That's a way to spend I'll, your I'll, birthday. I'll take my wife and child to the last sizzler in the planet. All right, I've got an idea, boys. <laughs> Here we, we go. Do a little, we have to work out how to do it, but we get a little mic. We go to Sizzler. Yep. And we do a little bit of a live broadcast yep. from our last ever Australian Sizzler. Yeah, we'll do an on, we'll do an on location. What do you think? Uh, an on location podcast. That? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right. 100%. That is sad news. It is sad news and an extension of, you know, an earlier podcast reporting on the death of the buffet, which is coming true with every passing it is, week. Yeah. yeah. This awful steak yeah. you're going to order with an Australian flag stuck in the top. <laughs> so the funny thing is that your hatred of Sizzler seems so to be bad. born, seems to be born entirely of the fact that you order a steak when you get there. What fucking idiot. Orders a steak at Sizzler. Yeah. That's their tagline. No, you only get the salad bar. Just get the salad bar. Yeah, it's all really? you Yeah. They got the pasta. You just get the salad bar. You don't you don't order any protein. There's the meat pasta and there's the vegetarian. You know, if I want to eat white a, a, a wet silver platter of corn niblets, I can just empty a can into my own wet silver platter. <laughs> 
I just want to go scissor one last time. Oh, I just have an image of him emptying a can of corn nibblets into his face. It's directly <laughs> into his face. Fuck you, scissor. You go there for cheesy toasted chocolate mousse. Yeah. Everything in between oh. is just filler. Not chocolate mousse. I don't like the, the chocolate thing mousse. where you get the dessert but you don't actually eat it all. Yeah, and you just make a massive bowl and it's sort of, piece of shit, like, like one mouthful. You suddenly work gummy bears on top of yeah, it for some I reason. Uh, I like all of these things. If I put them all together, won't it be great? You take one mouthful and you say, let's let's go get fun. <laughs> what particular, part, <laughs> what particular part of the salad bar are you looking forward to, Phil? Is it the small chopped up okay. bits of beetroot okay. in their own Everything. syrup? Nuts, or the fun. thing of alfalfa sprouts the for some reason? The funny thing is that you're joking away and yet I'm going to arrive. Right. Bottomless <laughs> soft drinks. Loading your Game one. with beetroot and alfalfa. Number, number two is they bring the, the cheesy toast. As soon as they drop off the cheesy toast, what do you do? You ask for more cheesy toast. <laughs> Every time they return with cheesy toast, you ask for more cheesy toast. Yeah. Not my first fucking rodeo, Adam. Everything, Not my first fucking rodeo. Right. Feel. Everything, <laughs> everything I'm saying is good. Put on your cowboy hat, <laughs> mate. Can you imagine? Potato skin. We're going to go <laughs> Spaghetti bolognese. Chocolate mousse. Not so well. We're going to go out to a restaurant that literally... Even before this, didn't care about your health or safety or well-being. Yeah. Is closing this the week due after due to a global pandemic. They that is not what they're for. All right, listeners, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. This is it. It's um, coming, and so am I. So great, Sydney, <laughs> great Sydney news, Phil. Um, I skipped Sydney, Sydney news because I found something which I just I couldn't even, and I just had to bring it up. Oh, if you new segment, I can't. It's even. not a new segment. <laughs> just go. Look up Donald Trump merchandise site. Oh, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Just yeah, like if you have about done it through the week. If you, you know, you watch it, and you go into this website, and you just look at what's out there, and you go, this is quite funny, and then you realise he's the President of the United States. 100% serious. And the whole thing is just an infomercial, and it's just awful. Regenerate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, go on there. So, this, no, this Sydney segment normally goes for five to ten minutes, so listeners, we're going to give you a few of those minutes back to go to the Donald Trump merchandise website. Just go and check it out. And allow it to erode your faith in humanity. D- yeah, don't blame us. I feel I feel scarred up. We're there. just pointing you to it. We're just pointing right? you. We didn't create it. But speaking of humanity, speaking of Trump, speaking of all things thing, that we will end the show. Um, and next week we have a very exciting show coming up. Oh, yes. Um, we're going to introduce you officially to our American correspondent, Brian. Yes. Um, he's a Sacramentian, Sacramentan, Sacramento. Sacramentian. Sacramento. We're actually going to do a complete. Um, we're not. We're not going to do any segments. We're going to do a, a, a forty-five minute uh, to an hour chat about the upcoming U.S. election, um, about what's going on in America. We did have an idea of of a segment called uh, the Fuck Dude, which is just basically what the fuck is going on in the United States. Yep. But given the elections coming up, we felt like we should dedicate some more time. Special. It's our election special part one. We'll also do a part two after the election. Yeah. Um, and we'll be just chatting about, you know, people our age in, in the US, what they think about this election. And what's you'd like on. in the bunker, won't it? The uh, post-election special. Oh, but yeah. I don't yeah. want so, yeah. uh, so, until then, stay safe. Yes. Gladys, continue to... Yeah, we love you, baby. We love you, baby. And, and to everybody else, just, just, just leave her alone. Leave her alone. She's having a rough moment. She's doing it there. <laughs> so, good night, my friends. Until From the then. first thing to you. From the first thing to you. Peace, Peace out. out. Peace.